0: This instructional video is meant to provide an accurate representation of what you will find in Japan. Do not believe the lies you will hear about law and
1: order on the streets. Now there are some good things. Amazingly, almost everyone in Japan will not have a problem if you push them out of the way while running through the streets. However, there are other issues. You'll be
0: glad there are so many loose things in the streets because the odds that itinerant Japanese men will decide you are disrespecting them and just, and thus, need to have your face rearranged are 100%. Got that? 100%.
1: But the odds that the police will ever follow up on any of these incidents are absolutely minimal. So if you're good enough to survive the hordes of angry men who want your blood... You can beat them into the dirt with no consequences whatsoever.
0: So just remember to be in the best shape of your life and carry plenty of weapons with you. No one will ever search you and they help a lot when it comes to making people bleed.
1: Here it comes, podcasting's finest few hours of gaming prizes. Action RPG fans, come on down. Final Fantasy players, come on down! Might and Magic lovers, come on down! And Disgaea fanboys, come on down! You are the first four contestants on the RPG Backtrack! And here are the stars of the RPG Backtrack, Phil Willis and Mike Mickey. your swords and repair your spells your friends at Gamer got a story to tell are you ready to hear about your favorite rpgs because we'll be going back a few years in history if you've got a backlog that is really long we'll tell you what's right to play and what is wrong we got Gamer staff on the mic to talk about these games for most of the night so pull up a chair we will give you no flack you're listening to the rpg backtrack Welcome to RPG Backtrack, your favorite show where we talk about the RPGs from way back when, right up through yesterday, might be the only show. Uh, I'm your host, or at least one of the two hosts, Phil Willis, and this is my significant other, at least in the podcasting world, Mr. Mike Minky. Ooh, that must mean it's my
0: turn to speak. I'll have to say something interesting. Unfortunately, I'm completely dry, so
1: take it away, Phil. (laughs) <laughs> we are here tonight to talk about a couple of Yakuza games as well as read your comments because we got a huge final app segment tonight. we got lots of things to go over, so we got to, we're got going to keep you busy all day long. So let's get this show rolling by introducing our guest today. First up, the one, the only, Scott Wachta. Well,
2: uh, there are two. Um, he's a sports photographer. One day we will fight to the death, as foretold in the prophecy.
3: Mm, the winner will be con- one.
2: Will- the, will, the winner will receive the prize of nebulous, nebulous nature. And if you're worried about stars for technical things, amplify button, Phil. Amplify.
0: <laughs> Where is this other Scott Walker located?
2: I don't know. Possibly Florida. You may have Florida man powers.
1: Google Maps knows.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, let's not uh, forget his other half. i the better half. The only Sam Marshmallow up so, I just up? came back
4: from Disney. I
1: want to go back. Oh, we're going to talk about that later on tonight. We want to hear all about it. But wait, you guys have brought along a surprise guest with you tonight to talk about Yakuza. Who is this stranger who has entered our midst? It is Chris. Oh, wait a minute. What kind of last name is this? Here, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do what I always do with last <laughs> names. Welcome to the show, Chris Guacamole. That's racist.
4: That is racist, Bill. You should be ashamed of yourself.
1: Mira.
0: It, it, it's completely appropriate since it's Cinco de Mayo and we're celebrating our Mexican sí.
2: heritage
1: somehow. Claro you sí. You're racist. Hablo, hablo un poquito español, so I can't be racist
5: about Spanish stuff.
4: <laughs> if it's any consolation, I get called marshmallow.
5: <laughs> Chris, welcome beat.
1: to the show.
5: Thank you for having me, and the guacamole is so ethnically appropriate since I'm Cuban and celebrating this fine Mexican <laughs> holiday. So That worked out well.
1: Yeah, racist. and and I've got a Cuban aunt, Tia Maria, so I totally can't be racist to Cubans. <laughs> what? I, got got totally cool. I got immunity. I got immunity oh. fast. Uh, and by the way, the show tonight is brought to you, it's like Sesame Street episode, uh, the show tea is brought to you by the number eighty. Uh, due to a comment that we're going to talk about later on On the final lap From one of our listeners I have taken a drink in harder liquor than Bach. I'm drinking whiskey tonight So I think it's 80 proof So that's going to make the show even more interesting Welcome to the show Chris I hope you have a lot of fun
4: I'm apologizing in advance for Phil Right. <laughs> And Scott, but I always apologize Isn't for Isn't there liquor
1: so. in Yakuza or sake or something?
2: Oh, there's, Sun- there's actually a lot of yes, boots. There is. Yakuza. Yakuza is brought to you by Suntory. For yeah. a good time. Yeah. Suntory. Suntory. <laughs> <laughs> we, so,
0: we may actually have to relax our usual language rules considering how much F-bomb is dropped
1: in Yakuza. Uh,
4: I'm well, am sim- is the first one. That's the funny thing is, they get progressively <laughs> like nicer as they go on.
1: I'm simply jumping in the spirit here. But, hey, we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, so we're going to take a break, let you listen to some cool Yakuza music, and then we're going to come back and talk about Yakuza. So hold on tight to talk about yakuza developed and published by our good friends and i use that in quotation marks uh, at sega this was released on the originally on the playstation 2 in north america on september 5th 2006 of course if you uh happen to live in japan you got it earlier and, two, and December 8th, 2005. And then, um, boy, if you also lived in Japan, you also got a PlayStation 3 version, November 1st, 2012, and a Wii U version, August 8th, 2013. Anyways, uh, I've got a copy the PlayStation 2. Anyways, this is a single player action adventure experience coming to you on, I think that's a DVD man. I don't think that's Blu-ray. That's, DVD, man. Yeah, DVD. PlayStation 2. So Anyway, Let's talk about Yakuza. So I've got – sitting in my closet here, I've got a huge backlog. I've, I collect games. I consider myself a collector. When people say, you're never going to play all those games. You're right. It's all about having a collection. Sometimes I get a hair at my rear end and I want to play an open-ended RPG. I've got five to pick from or 20 to pick from. One day I might want to play kind of like a fighting RPG game
4: set in some sort of Japanese location. Hey, I got Yakuza. <laughs> Well, so, also, just to keep in mind, Phil, you might actually finish this one Yakuza games are generally under ten hours. Woo, short, extra they're bonus. short.
1: So, but the question is, I've got Yakuza. I think I've got all of them. I'll double check here while y'all are talking. I think I got them all. But my question is, is it worth it? So, I'm I'm waiting here with held breath to hear what you guys have to say about Yakuza. I'm
0: terrible at playing it because I'm at sixteen hours and I'm only on chapter eleven.
4: <laughs> no, that's, that's there's only like twelve um, chapters. Like you're almost done, actually.
0: Yeah, I just got through the sequ- uh when you have to fight through the abandoned building, and the-, the jerkwad with two
2: pistols starts shooting you all over the place. Oh, yeah. That. oh yeah, that guy.
4: Yep. Yeah.
2: <laughs> screw that guy.
4: Yep. So you're actually almost done. You're okay. so there are no bicycles there. Okay. There's nothing. <laughs> there are no bicycles. Sixteen hours. Okay. Yakuza one took me about. 10, because I really didn't like the side quests in that one. Also, I'm in the minority that really, really, really hates Haruka, and even though she gets slightly better in the other games, the first two games, she's just really painful.
2: No, no. The, the orphans ruin everything.
5: Everything. Well, Chris, do you I agree learned?
4: with the statement? Do orphans ruin everything?
5: You know, I I have a friend who appears as a guest on one of my other podcasts and uh he blames orphans for everything, particularly war orphans. So oh. Oh
2: boy. <laughs> well no, no, like I'm sorry. Shinta and Coom don't make any damn sense. Haruka ruins an entire chapter of this game. Yakuza okay. three gets thrown out the window for orphans. Orphans yeah. ruin everything.
4: H- Haruka, I guess we should explain. So Kazma Kiryu is a he's a gangster. Uh, He got thrown in jail. He got thrown in jail because his bestest buddy is a douche canoe. Uh, His douche canoe buddy wants to be the bestest thing ever. And then somehow he gets Haruka.
0: He was taking the rap for his douche canoe friend.
4: (laughs) Yeah. And then there was a hot lady involved, played by Elijah Deshku. Because Elijah Deshku. she's kind of hot. I guess she gets to be a hot Japanese lady. Um, And then there's Haruka, who's a little girl that Kazuma finds. And I think she's with a dog.
2: Oh, she does have a dog. Yes, she does. The little right orphans and the right dogs—they ruin everything.
0: Right after she she gets found by Kazuma, she just decides to talk about this puppy that's on the street.
4: Oh, you've gotta you've gotta get the puppy food. It's gonna die otherwise. Yes, that's right. She gives you the puppy. <laughs> 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 yeah,
0: um, Har- Oh, no, no, Sam, Sam. What? I learned something very important. Oh, when wow. Haruka is in your toe, you can buy the love of children. It's right there. You go and buy stuff in stores for her, and her love for you increases. It's right there. Here's the evidence, everybody.
2: Yeah, that's like Harvest Moon.
4: That's like Harvest Moon, man. Well,
2: this whole game teaches you that shallow materialism is the key to any any person's heart, because you know there's a dating there's a dating subsystem they introduce that is also you just you just hand the girls you you hand the girls purses, and you win. You
4: know, cheese me off with Haruka in this game, and she makes you go to the batting cage, and you can't hit zingers. If you can't hit a zinger, she gets so mad at you. And it's like, what the crap, girl? I'm still learning these horrible controls for this baseball bat. I hate you. And then I was like, Scott, you do it. I just don't have the patience. Even Scott was like, this is terrible.
2: I had to hit and, so many zingers. And dingers. the worst
4: part is, hard to, she like, will either cheer you on or completely like yell at you if you fail. So every time she yelled at us, we're just like, shut up. Shut we're up, girl. our
5: girl. You know,
2: I have a bat, little girl. I'm just saying <laughs> You, you have you have per- personally witnessed what I am capable of with a bicycle. I have a bat now.
4: But yes, well, the series is crazy. It makes no sense sometimes. Don't leave me behind. Don't leave me behind. You're walking too fast. It drove me crazy with the first game. I mean, it's not like... Okay, she's a pretty horrible character, but the other characters in the first game were pretty interesting. I mean, you had Majima who's, like, convinced that Kazuma's, like, his love interest, which I think is hilarious. He's like, you, chat, I love you! Let's get married! And it's like, you are weird, and I kind of love you. Also, <laughs> you have a pirate's eye patch, and you think you're Ashley Williams.
2: He knows he's Ashley Williams. He knows he's
4: Williams. He knows. Know. So... You oh,
2: give shit. him a chainsaw, he will strap it to his arm and go to town. You watch.
4: Uh, that happened. It was called, yeah, cause of Dead Souls.
2: <laughs> I'm sure... I hope it comes back for Cross Zone too.
4: That'd be awesome. I love. I want that game so badly. <laughs> but yes, there are characters. There's Lieutenant Date. Uh, yeah, he's actually amusing. <laughs> he's a horrible cop. <laughs> he just kind of gives up sometimes, and I'm just like, dude, you're not doing your job. But then, like, he comes back in two, and it's equally kind of interesting.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I can't
4: remember. By then, he's a journalist, is he not?
2: <laughs> no, oh. that that's in three.
4: Oh, that's in three, right? He's, like, he's a journalist by three. I can't remember. Is he still a detective in two?
2: Yes. <laughs> Because apparently the whole fiasco in Yakuza 1 did not land on his desk, so he gets to keep his job.
4: <laughs> yeah, Chris, what was your experience with Yakuza? Because, you know what, like we're just kind of BSing around the bush not being coherent because
5: i think we're all a little tipsy <laughs> well damn i wish i wish i'd had uh, my booze maybe i can go to like some little tiny bar in some <laughs> shack in some like corner of uh, a red light district and have a bartender explain to me the detailed history of every real life brand that uh, is out there i learned you learn so much about sochu in this game <laughs> don't you though I know.
4: And she's really hot too. How come? How come Cosmo couldn't bone her?
5: Because she wasn't his,
4: an option in the dating game. Because so he
2: he has he has to go to the hostess club, even Aww. though he's clearly a very attractive mixed martial artist type man. Yeah, I, was, I came.
0: <laughs> yeah. What What happened to all those ladies who were visibly cheering you on the streets as you pummeled the crap out, <laughs> out of all the people getting after you?
5: And throwing bicycles in their faces. Exactly. <laughs> but, Bicycle murder. It's a thing hey, Captain America just did it in Age of Ultron. So, you know, exactly. Bicycle, bicycle murder is totally a thing.
4: It's pretty epic.
5: But uh, I came into Yakuza kind of sideways the way some people have through Shenmue, because Shenmue, also of course developed by Sega, um, is sort of the spiritual ancestor to Yakuza.
2: Well, I, I, okay, I will, I will go on full record and say, yeah, no, it. okay, you, you can go back into the archives and find the Shenmue episode of this show, Take everything about say, Shenmue and do and say the opposite about Yakuza. It does everything better. Everything.
5: I'm not gonna argue with that, but <laughs> Yakuza definitely has its DNA coming from Shenmue. There's there's a lot of similarities between the two series and that's what initially attracted me to Yakuza and also my pre existing fascination with reading about Yakuza anyway. So
4: Oh samis, Sami's, at least for that part. That was me too. Yeah, also, I, I started with three, mind you, but That's,
5: that's okay. another story That's another story Yeah, I read up a lot about Yakuza I've read books, watched movies Just, I'm fascinated <laughs> by that subculture So
4: many good Yakuza movies Actually, out there Actually, that, that's a oh.
5: quick question um, Chris, I know you
2: watch Yakuza movies Have you seen City of Lost Souls or Sleepless Town? I have not Well, those are two movies based on novels By Hase Seishu uh, Seishu Who wrote this game? And the sequel, because Sega was like, "Hey, let's get a crime novelist on our crime game, because that makes sense."
4: And actually, uh, for two and for one, for the extent, you know, it's it's actually pretty noticeable that yeah. like they actually have a real novelist writing the plots. Um, whereas when you get to three, it's the, the guy pl- who
2: created Jet Set Radio, because that's is who you absolutely want for your ridiculous, crime level.
4: and you're just kind of like. Okay, giggle, giggle fits. There, okay, I guess there was you. a
0: plot in Jet Set Radio. <laughs> <laughs> yes, trying,
4: trying
2: yes. You out. you were a guy with magic rollerblades, and you had to spray paint things to spread some non-specific message about non-conformity in Japan. I think I don't know.
4: You're making I, this up as you go along.
2: So was he. <laughs>
4: Good point. But, uh, did you actually watch? the... There's a movie actually for yakuza as well by Takeshi Miike. Did you end up seeing that? which I had nothing to do it. with this first game at all.
5: Yeah, it's it's really weird. I mean, Takashi-making movies are weird, but this movie is just... I don't know. I, so you, I don't know whether I enjoyed it or hated it. It's been a while since I watched it, so... We just
4: remember being confused because, okay, so Yakuza 1 has to do with the whole, like... There's, there's being a billion framed. yen missing. Yeah.
2: And the ten little girl yen. is... Ten billion yen missing. The little girl is somehow important to this ten billion yen. She's
4: the daughter of the woman.
2: Yeah, she somehow... Yeah, she. She's yeah. got a pendant. She's she's a MacGuffin girl, and uh, somehow, so
4: Kazuma's friend Akira blames uh, blames him for the murder. He accepts the blame. He's imprisoned for ten years. Well,
2: yeah, that, that's and then his he background. gets
4: expelled from the Tojo clan, and his fiance ends up going missing. His fiance is a hot piece of butt. Yeah.
0: She was his fiance. I never heard that.
4: Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're spoiler. Spoiler. Uh, oh,
0: okay. Yeah. I'll... I so hate Uh, you for this. How dare you tell me? I'll live with it. Um,
4: So, yeah. And basically, what ends up happening is Kazuma goes back to his former boss, Shintaro Fuma. He asks about Yumi's disappearance, uh, except that Akira comes back and shoots Fuma and then reveals that, hey, Yumi may have taken the money. Except maybe not. Except maybe not. Like, again, the game's very good at actually kind of keeping you in suspense as to what actually happened with that money. Akira has one version of the story, Yumi, when you actually finally get to meet her, has a different side to the story. And the Omi clan
2: and the Chinese mafia have different stories, and it all com- culminates in a fight on top of a building, and then it explodes. And the movie kind of has this plot, but also a subplot about a heat wave and two kids on a crime spree, and also it- it's and a And of- being
4: locked up in a bank for some reason? No, that
2: that's the hold-up plot in right. the heat wave, and there's a whole... It was a really hot
4: guy being Cosmo, that's all I remember about that movie. And And also, it it was probably one of the least gory movies for a Takeshi Miike film. Well,
2: he's under contract from Sega, so he has to keep it clean,
4: I guess. Scott, you forgot the most
5: important element out of all of the Yakuza games, which is grown men dramatically ripping off their shirts in (laughs) one swift movement to show their their full-back tattoos. I'm sorry. I mean, are you saying you
2: can't do that, Chris?
5: You don't uh, do that regularly you know, when you're about I, to declare your sentiments? I do and then not have, have rooftop enough practice ripping off my you know button-up shirt and jacket in, in one swift movement, so I need to work on that some more. Okay, well,
2: uh, well, you are you are deficient as a man, and I challenge you to a rooftop fistfight over this.
4: We were in your state, like, two days ago. This could have happened.
5: Miami's actually. Yo, I know it's far. Uh, uh, I'll be all Florida man on you and bust a <laughs> Sweet. It.
4: So yeah, that stuff happens. The families are all feuding and the Omi clan becomes super more important in the second game because they're kind of the big dealio there. Um, well, there's there, are also... of,
0: there are a lot of street punks who seem to be wearing hip-hop fashion. Well, that's that's also... That's also
4: called product placement. This yeah. game has a lot of it because that's how they got their funding.
5: <laughs> hey, it worked. it worked for Shenmue
4: worked for Shenmue and it worked for Codename Geese.
5: <laughs> you mean, I mean, all that booze is uh, isn't in Yakuza just, you know, for for my No, no. They, no, they
4: you know, there's a lot of stories going around about kind of how Yakuza came to be like Sega wanted to make something that would appeal to like more macho men, I guess, if you want to call it that. Um, but Amusement hey, I like
2: this more than Sonic. But,
4: I mean, Amusement Vision, <laughs> who's a small... They're the developers of this game, and they work for Sega. I mean, they kind of had a, a hard time getting it out there um, and wanting to see if they could actually appeal to the market of interest. Um, I mean, yeah, this is not a game series that sells gangbusters here. Admittedly, it's funny when you read articles about Yakuza's playing yak- Yakuza. It's kind of funny. Which
5: I thought was hilarious when it was uh, brilliant. noted Yakuza uh, journalist Jake Adelstein had a couple yes. of actual Yakuza play Yakuza 3, some of yep. which had trouble playing due to uh, missing digits. Well, yes. yeah,
2: <laughs> that, that's important. But I just love the conversation they had. You see, this is what it's all about. It, it's about helping people. And, you know, I knew a guy who started an orphanage. Wasn't that a tat Dodge?
5: Oh, totally.
2: (laughs) But he still took care of the kids. (laughs)
4: Yeah, I mean...
5: Well, the thing about Yakuza is... um... It, it's been a pretty hard series to market here because with the first, I remember, at the time that it came out, um, you know, Sega went through the effort of dubbing it into English and bringing in, you know, really a lot of of Eliza, Eliza Dushku and Mark Hamill and everyone. And I remember the marketing, they really tried to pitch it to Americans as sort of like a Japanese GTA, which it's kind which is, of it's, – it, it's almost – Almost
4: that. <laughs> it's I, I really I mean,
5: it's it's not because you know it's you know it's pretty linear in the sense that you got a story you're following you don't ha- you have you have know, your your side missions and all but it's not a game where you can just run around randomly doing crimes for the hell of it in the same well, game I, as GTA or I well, was gonna say and I
4: and I completely agree with you I mean it's it's one of those games where even the combat especially for that first game is really linear, and it's very simplistic. Uh,
2: I mean, the the best comparison I have is River City Ransom if that had ever, ever I, gone I through. I was
5: about to to say that, which, you know... Well, you do annoying. get experience by eating things.
4: Do, well, that's just it. Yeah, because it's kind of weird, especially in that first game, because you get experience for doing a lot of different little things like eating food, drinking beer, um, and drinking the beer also usually gave you extra power-ups, like... Well, it
2: gave you power-ups, but you mostly
4: for also... Yes, yes, then you were drunk. And
2: you were drunk, and it <laughs> and also it actually it triggered more random you. encounters, which was hilarious. And
4: you stumbled, which I thought was kind of especially like in the later games, like they actually made a proper animation for Kazuma that would get a him drunk really animation. drunk. Um, he would actually wibble wobble, which was really funny. Uh, and that, I believe they started that in three. Yeah. Um, which was the first one I played, but um, you know what I love? I love this series. Like. The first game, yes, it had the big voice acting back. Actually, to me, I thought the voice acting was atrocious Uh. in this game. Like, it was... For English voice actors and for the fact that they they tried to get people that were recognizable, everyone was kind of awful in it. Like, who they picked (laughs) for Kazuma was dreadful. Like, he just sounded like, I'm trying to save you, Haruka. I think. Do you think
5: that dub is bad, though? Go... The Shenmue go one to, I know is go worse. Go to Shenmue one, especially um, the the little girl with the cat who sounds yeah. like some fifty year old woman trying to pretend to be yes. seven.
4: Actually, Mike has actually sent me clips from Shenmue, just so I could hear the horrors of oh. it. Just because when he was playing through Shenmue, he was giggling like Do he you know where
5: or... the sailors hang out? <laughs> Do you know I'm looking... what happened on that day? <sighs> I'm looking so... for sailors. Can you
2: help me? <laughs> so I mean, like, I mean it, it says a lot that Mark Hamill plays a character
4: in it. And... Well, isn't he? I believe he's Akira. Yeah, is he, he not?
2: He plays Akira, and he's like, your villain is Mark Hamill. There are many great villains played by Mark Hamill. And this is not one of this them. Is this, one this, of them. No, this, this is not one of them. No, this is
4: not one of them. and and Elijah Desh, who is Yumi. Um, she's not. Who is,
0: who is barely in the game?
4: Yeah, that's kind of again. You again, big names, but the characters they picked. It's kind of it's kind of interesting. Stunt casting. They, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. And then um, there's
0: Rachel Lee Cook, who is totally a big name now. Remember her? <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh God. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but actually all
0: does have a role that kind of matters. Sort
4: of. Well, that's just it. It's kind of interesting that she's the one. And she's she's terrible in this game. Like, my God. You want to hear stilted voice acting? Uh, She was the champ at it for this one. She was dreadful. Oh, and whoever played Haruka also dreadful, but she played an irritating child. I would give her points well, it, for that. She succeeded in that, because I was pretty irritated most of the time.
0: She did not sound like a child, but she was irritating, so I'll give her that.
4: Yeah, it it wouldn't
5: surprise me if they dropped their uh, voice acting budget on stunt casting these well-known names, and not so much on hiring a good voice director.
2: Yeah, that that that's probably it and I mean the the the, Jap- the the dialogue is super Japanese and I'm sure localization had a lot of trouble making that flow.
4: And here's the thing, I mean, they really hey, don't, you just don't use
0: honorifics that much in English, let alone Japanese ones. Well,
4: there was nothing more <laughs> awkward than when you play that first game and Majima in English says, "Hey, Kiryu-chan."
3: Yeah.
4: And you're just kind of like, "Okay, in the guy who plays Majima in Japanese, he is brilliant. He's brilliant because he plays the level of hyperactivity that Majima's character needs. Like he's a complete nut job. You need him to be absolutely crazy and kind of endearing. And the voice actor who plays him in the English version Oh wait.
3: It's Mark Hamill. He's Mark
4: Hamill. Mark Hamill, you sucked at Majima. You failed. You failed, and I generally love you. You failed. Like he just Mark Hamill did not bring the level of excitement. I for still forgive Majima's him for character. character. Well, but, Everybody forgives him for being the Joker. He's the best Joker. Um, but I am not I mean, forgiving him for one of my favorite characters in the Akira series. So who is an Akira? Now I'm confused. Uh, let's see.
5: Well, but, you know, again, it's it's the case of, you know, you do what the voice director says. If the voice yes. director tells you to play the character as dour and not excited, that's what you're paid to do, and that's how you yep. do it.
4: Yep. No, I doubt
5: that he played. Through oh, that the was, original oh, that was. Oh, that was Michael Rosenbaum. The Flash.
4: Oh, there's the <laughs> Flash. That that's hilarious. Okay, makes sense. Uh yeah. I. The so voice any, Do game. any
0: of the other games have the virtual cop like sequence where you're on the road and shooting down yes. all the Chinese? Um, mafia? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is in all of them. They always do that. Okay.
4: Like, is is it, it any was... less
0: clunky in any of them? No.
4: Nope. Um, I thought it was better in four. I haven't gotten that But you that haven't gotten that far because it's in the Taiga sequence. No, um, so yeah, this is kind of funny in that, it, like Chris said, it borrows from games like Shenmue, uh, you know, Virtua Cop. It it borrows from a lot of different Sega products, including the fact that you can play other Sega games inside of it, which is Which also amusing. was
5: from Shenmue. Yeah.
0: Yeah, although there it's not as much of a distraction to be playing something that's far more interesting than the main game.
5: Yeah. <laughs> what are you
2: talking Ooh. No, actually, that's true. Afterburner is way cooler than Shenmue. <laughs> I
4: don't know. I, I, Scott and I wasted a lot of time playing the UFO catcher for some reason. So we were just trying to see if we could actually do it.
2: Well, also, Haruka wanted a goddamn stuffed toy. We, she did.
4: To... She, she makes you play that till you get one.
2: So, and we can't have plot till we catch this damn stuffed toy. Because orphans <laughs> ruin everything.
4: God damn you, Haruka. <laughs>
0: Well, let, let's see. Haruka was an, an, a big boxing fan, go figure. <laughs> did, did you go through that one? Uh,
4: yes, I did. I, yeah, this I,
0: ni- uh, the nine-year-old girl is a fan of boxing and you stumble upon, hey, this poor boxer, he's had to suffer through all of his fights being fixed for a while. Let's help him out by beating up his bookie. That'll solve it.
4: Totally. That, that's totally how everything solved: with violence and punching people in the face. Well, I,
0: I don't have anything against violence and punching people in the face, but I think there might be just a little more than his bookie to beat up to get that out of the way. <laughs>
2: just
4: me. Uh, I
2: mean, it, there's a whole power structure that is fixing fights. I think I think th- this guy might be better off retiring. I don't know.
4: Oh, oh. And Scott and he was just called totally... the Jackal
0: for some reason. Is that you know, really a good boxing name, the Jackal?
2: Yeah, yes, I'm sure.
4: Sorry, I just got excited because Scott pulled up IMDB, and I forgot there was totally the whole bit with the Chinese triads that was really hilarious and I just kind of giggled the whole time through that because what is his name? Is it Lai how How long? Lao Kao long?
0: Yeah. yeah. yeah,
4: He's just mental. <laughs> like, he is. I, I, I kind of remember I was playing it and I'm like I still don't entirely understand your deal. His deal makes more sense in the other games when he appears especially in two but in the first game I was just kind of like what? Uh, what okay whatever we're gonna have Yakuza yeah, versus triads now because we need to do that it's like that Simpsons quote you know the little guy's gonna do something you know it because <laughs> you know he's not a tall guy he's this little Chinese guy and he's gonna mess you up royally and then okay I'm trying to remember is this also the one with the American in it I don't Or is think that the so. later one.
0: Uh, are you talking about where you have to win three matches in a row in the Underground Fight Dome in order to get uh, Kage to tell you his story? Or help you?
4: No, no, no. Okay, no, I'm thinking that in one of the other games, one of the bosses you have to fight, it's, th- it's in three. That's in three. Um, there's this random guy in a black cat suit, and you just have to beat him up. <laughs> and he's like some sort of CIA guy who's like totally onto you. That's like, part you know, three. That's, yeah. yeah, that's in three. I was like, wait, was he in one, two? Nah. No. But, lo- but,
5: but part two has... The best boss of all the Yaku- Yakuza games, which is the Yakuza boss with the diaper fetish. <laughs> oh,
4: <laughs> oh yes, uh, that, uh, that, uh,
5: that, <laughs> that 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 is the best of
2: all possible random encounters. Well, and you
4: know what, though, <laughs> because My he's Joe making his pretty fast. He's one of the first ones.
2: He, he makes his henchmen pursue the infantilism.
4: Yes, that was so weird.
2: Now, you, you <laughs> can, in fact, cultivate a fedge- fetish, fun fact. it just It's its just a matter of being interested or wanting to. It
4: kind of so, came across like muscle men, though. Yeah. Like, they had a diaper fetish, but they were like those weird muscle men that like to flex their muscles. Like, they were that kind of cult. What was that muscle man game, Scott, that was on the Wii muscle march? <laughs> that's what it made me think of. Why are you making
0: <laughs> me think of Choa Niki for some reason? Oh, that's dude. what I was thinking of, too. Yeah, no. <laughs>
2: Be nice so muscle. Uh, <laughs> oh,
4: jeez, Yeah, ciao, Oh my god.
2: But I guess uh, gameplay for Yakuza 1... Um, was a solid brawler. You, it's a brawler. You, you, you're you, walking around this red-light district of Tokyo and dudes are like, hey, we should fight. And but they're it's like, not as yes. just
0: disres- You just disrespected me, yo. How are you gonna make up for that, bro? Well, by be- by I mean- beating you in the face with but- a bicycle
4: hilarious usually
5: thing.
0: usually with some f-words thrown in because we got to earn that mature rating
4: but yeah. <laughs> i mean the most hilarious part is it behaves also like an rpg and that it's got the random encounter system
2: yeah it like and it,
4: and it, guys like, just uh, run up to you and they're like hey i want to take a fight with
5: you <laughs> no matter how much you try there will be like people who will just bump into you or will just cross your path and be like yo bro i don't like your face i don't like your existence <laughs> I had and an then, interesting case like a, a true gun RPG, shapes- yes,
2: like a true RPG, after you beat them to death with a bicycle, they hand you half of the money they have in their pockets because <laughs> I oh, guess I'm this so- runs sorry, from the fucking on verse. <laughs>
4: It's like Pokemon. You beat up the kids with your Pokemon, and you get money. That's it's exactly
2: what it is. It's their like. lunch money. Like they make eye- you make contact eye contact with a guy by accident. You decide you have to fight now. I'm going to be the Yakuza master. I'm going
4: to beat them all. I can't remember which one it was. I think this happened. Bicycle. To
5: me. I choose you. I want to say
4: it happened to me in three, but I had a guy follow me around. Like I just kept invading him, and the guy wouldn't stop following me. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like. This he guy. really wants to fight me, but I'm really not in the mood right now. I'm like, because I'm trying to get to other plot. And Scott's like, "Wow, he really is not letting up." I'm like, "I know, right?" It's like when, like when Professor Genki goes after me in Saints Row and never lets up. My oh. life was so over that day. I know,
2: right?
0: Now, now I gotta say, when there's not a bicycle to be found, those big traffic cones are pretty satisfying to smack down on people. Like,
2: yeah, the three—you gotta go for the three-foot-tall ones because because right. the regular size just don't just don't do it. <laughs> they don't. It's disappointing. They don't. that They go away after just a couple of smacks. What the hell? Yeah, that, you have you do have weapon degradation, which keeps you from having just a bicycle in your pocket at all times. But it makes or you, sense or
0: you know this
5: game.
0: Or you know that katana that some guy dropped and you picked up and are using to stab guys in the gut with, but
5: I guess you they didn't kill gone. them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the the what katana. I particularly like is when you uh, smack someone so much with a bicycle that it falls apart, yet you still have the tire left for a few good <laughs> yeah smacks.
2: I, I love I love that system where it's like, okay, it, it's bent to hell, but I'm going I've got three more hits with just the wheel. There's another game
4: that does that too, and I can't remember which one it is. I I wanna say
2: it's uh like this the promotional signs, like you'll break the Half sign part and you'll, and you'll still be able to use one of the poles on it. Like they're great. Um like this is also a game where you can unlock magical kachanas that light people on fire, but bicycle <laughs> is still the best weapon. Yeah. Because they're everywhere.
4: Well, and I mean.
0: The, the tables are terrible. They break after just a couple of hits. That's lame. I, I know.
4: I, we you have to just. It's a table to be better. It's not. Chairs yeah. are better than tables, which is kind of interesting. And Kazuma can, like, lift things that are, like, twice his size. So I'm like, why doesn't the table last a little longer than <laughs> Like, it should. Oh my goodness. Yeah. This series. It makes me so happy because it's so ridiculous. <laughs> No, I agree. The katanas that don't spill blood are kind of funny and make no sense. I just I
2: stabbed you 17 times. You're alive and giving me an energy drink. Whatevs, bro.
4: Or they give you a locker key or something weird.
2: Oh, speaking of locker keys, they're, they're, they're the primary collectible of the game. Uh, you find them on the ground and they unlock... From, from people. Or from people, but uh, you find them and you go to the coin lo- the, the quarter lockers uh, in the center of this uh, Tokyo district, and there's stuff in it, usually weapons or more energy drinks, and it, do you want to know how many button presses it takes to pick up a locker key you see on the ground? A lot. Seven. Oh, there's a thing here. Do you want to look at it? You, you walk up to the sparkly bit. X. Oh, there's a thing here. Do you want to look at it? Yes, <laughs> it appears to be a locker key. Would you like to pick it up? Yes.
1: <laughs> Would you? Do
2: you, you really found to... a you found a locker for key forty two? <laughs> yes. It's
4: like we're not with the button oh, pressing. God, and that never got better.
2: That never
0: gets better. Uh, did the load times get better in the other games?
4: Yes. Circa
2: 3 and 4 were, 3
4: and 4 were like million times better. I 2 say, still had some issues. Well,
2: 2 was built in the same engine on the same console so there you go.
4: Yeah, three, 3, 4 and Dead Souls, surprisingly the load times were much more I mean,
3: solid.
0: I mean, I can deal with it here, I've got thirty seconds or so to wait while I get to study the name of these street hoodlums. Ooh, they're still street hoodlums. Well, good, good for me. They're still street hoodlums. Mm. Oh, there they are. But it's not loaded yet. Oh, I gotta wait to smash their faces and freaking load already! You stupid game. God damn it! I am oh, ready okay. to smash
2: their faces. Oh, the, in. The, the random encounter breaks are painful.
4: Yeah. Oh. Yeah, no. Um, I remember. I remember. I'm trying to remember if this was the one I played during Extra Life, but um, I remember the load times drove me a little batty. Made me feel like I needed to take the controller and smash it against something. I mean, you're already using violence upon violence like bicycles, so controller violence against my wall, probably probably not as bad, Though, then I guess I mean, the controller's gone. I don't know. I just like these games. They, they, You know what? They they were good for those moments of when I was really crusty at something. You just go and you get Cosmo to kill some dudes, and it was great. There's
0: just something viscerally satisfying about having a couple of dozen Yakuza dudes come out, and you get to slam them all on the ground and kick their faces in, which I, I think is an awesome special move to just have by default when you don't have a weapon. Here, I'm going to smash your face in with my foot.
4: Yeah. You know, I mean, I think with Yakuza, part of what makes the games fun, I mean, the combat system, especially in the first game, it's, it's pretty straightforward. It's not the most interesting. Oh,
5: oh, do the cameras ever get better? Yeah, in the third game, you have a fully controllable camera yes. rather <laughs> than the, uh, the, fixed the fixed angles camera. from the first two.
0: That is horrible inside of any enclosed area?
4: <laughs> yes. yes.
5: Yeah, they, they fixed that, thankfully. Oh, Yay. God, yeah.
4: By the way, Mike, I meant to ask you, since you are still playing it right now, did you get to the plot twist with um, the other Fuma?
0: Uh no. Um we are. Okay,
4: way. then if you're in chapter 11, I don't know if that had happened for you yet or not.
0: Because... Yeah, I have just I've just gone through the horror of seeing uh, which is it? Shinji get killed on the rooftop and Reina all, I didn't see her get killed but her body there and then Kazuma <laughs> went Run!
4: Okay, so you had like the marriage okay cuz there's another Fuma and he actually reappears in another game. And I won't go any further yes. than that. Okay. Um, but the plot twist that they have with him is is actually kind of interesting.
2: Does does Haruka get cookie kidnapped again?
4: She gets kidnapped in every game.
2: I multiple times. I've got a running tally going. Um, by the when we, I will I will tell you the final number when we get to yeah, because a five in well, the show to
4: play as her. So let's see how that goes. Oh no!
2: I firmly I am firmly just, convinced she just, will be kidnapped. In her own, you are convinced that you that you will play as her,
4: and then as soon as you get to the Cosmo section, she's done.
2: Yeah, like she will get her her chapter will end with her getting kidnapped.
4: Ooh, that's a good bet. I will I will take you up on this bet.
2: If you agree with me, it's not a bet.
4: Well, no, I'm 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 going to bet that it happens in the Cosmo chapter.
2: Haruka gets kidnapped a lot (laughs) because orphans ruin everything.
4: (laughs) Also, is it just
0: me? She's supposed to be nine, right? Is she a little short for a nine year old? Well, it's just, it just Japanese. <laughs> or is it just that Kazuma is so tall?
4: Kazuma is freakishly tall, and he stays freakishly tall in all the games. Okay. Yeah.
2: Um,
4: because you'll notice it, like, in, in other games, especially in 4. Uh, in 4, Kazuma is actually one of the shorter guys, because he has to compete against a gentleman named Taiga, and Taiga looks like a bear. <laughs> like,
5: he's, I very he's a scary
4: imp- guy. very important
5: it. question about Kazuma. Why is it that... Uh, you know, with the advancing time out of these games, of 10 to four, why has Kazuma never bought new clothes since 1995? Uh, because he lives in
4: 1995. Because no.
5: <laughs> that, c- clearly, you cannot beat the,
2: you know, you, ca- you can't beat silver suit, what appear to be Sil- snakeskin loafers shirt. and a purple well, shirt. Well, I mean,
4: your options are this or the Hawaiian shirt in three.
2: He does, he, yeah, when he moves to Okinawa, he does, he does take two. He has uh, a red a Hawaiian Loha
4: shirt shirts. and shorts. Who cares? Which, you know what? It's all about Akiyama. He's the hot one.
5: <laughs> and he dresses better.
4: He, do- he does dress better! Oh, don't let me get into the fangirl spree of Akiyama. Scott hates it. I hate Koichi Yamadera, but I like him as Akiyama. I am a heathen. I know this. <sighs> I am such a heathen. For Cowboy Bebop, that is. Um, is. We're not talking about four! I need to get four out of my head, but I okay, love four. So we're still talk-
2: talking about one. Um... So what else do we need to add about Yek
4: is a one? Was the heat system in one? Uh, it is. Yes. it is yeah. definitely in there. And I, I know because it gets progressively different with each game. Because, like I said, I started with three, and then when I went back to play one, which was the next one I played, I just remember being so disappointed because, like, but the heat system was cool in three. Yeah,
0: I, I, like I find one, it awesome to have. Weird. When I have heat and I have anything and bashing people with the heat inflected move, that's awesome. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's especially. Awesome.
2: Heat bicycle, that's awesome. Heat bicycle is the best thing. I was gonna say the finishers the are
4: always really fun to watch and they get better and better with each game. Like the, the, the heat bicycle is pretty fabulous. Um the two x four is always fun. Sword can be fun too. I just kinda of remember, I'm like I'm sure it was in all of them, but I just remember in one
2: It's just kinda of there. It's just
4: kinda of there as opposed to like in two and three where you actually can really manipulate it a little bit more. Yeah, um, especially because I believe it's 2 He starts learning grapple moves.
2: You, you start learning grapple moves. Start learning new finishers. Uh, the other thing I guess we should mention is this game has quick time events because it's Sega.
4: <laughs> Sega likes those quick time events. I
2: I will say that
0: because they must not be very obtrusive. I have not been bothered by them. Maybe they're maybe. all.
2: Maybe all the There's worst there. ones have been saved for the end. The, the worst ones are in the boss fights, where it is just tap triangle to not die.
0: Oh, you mean that... Yeah, whenever somebody gets you in a grapple, you have to hurriedly hit X button, which you aren't using in the rest of the fight in order to get loose, or else you take a hit. And that's annoying. And
4: there is a couple of them in some of the side quests for, like, little things. It happens more in the, like, in the later games. They, they, they keep...
2: They, they take more and more precedence. Especially in, this, in
4: 3. 3 was really in, bad in this for... franchise,
2: as it becomes more and more Shenmue-ish in weird ways. <sighs> Yeah. Yakuza One. What have you wrought upon the world, Shenmu? Uh, um a better
0: Yakuza.
4: series.
2: Yakuza. <laughs> yeah. But also quick so, time events.
4: Go go finish Yakuza One, Mike. I mean, the ending is really solid in this game. Like this I love the story in this one just because some of the plot twists are really ridiculous and because I have a real crime writer writing it, there is a little bit of satisfaction coming from those twists and turns, especially the one that you haven't gotten to, Mike, that is really good. Yeah. Um, I probably would have
0: been done if I hadn't found all these side things that I tried to do. Some of them foolishly, like...
4: Nah, uh, like some of the side stuff can actually be kind of fun, because sometimes you get a really weird side story out of it that you just kind of chuckle over. You um, know,
5: uh, I want to make a mention about one of these side missions, at least, because um, it's actually something that reflects upon reality, and there's this mission where uh, Date asks you to help him with some trouble he's got with his daughter.
4: Oh, oh yes. those were good.
5: And... Uh, what it turns out is that she and a friend, they uh, rang up some really high charges at a host club, which they don't have the money to pay back. So And he, he is
0: trying to get her to work on the side to get him the money to pay it off.
5: Yeah, so these uh, goons basically have them on the streets uh, to go turn tricks, and of course, as Kazuma, it's your job to go punch people and stop this. So I did some reading about that, and that's actually something that happens, that you have uh, Yakuza who own these host clubs that are filled with male hosts as fronts, and they deliberately let you ring up high charges if you're a woman who's visiting them and then they say hey it's time to pay up and you can pay up either by hooking or shooting porn
4: and hilariously that comes back in 2 well like, it, it remains a pretty it's a theme like it it's remains a constant a theme recurring in a element. Them. It, especially for uh, Akiyama in 4 I mean he's a host he owns a host club and you know his, his logic is you did something bad you do community service <laughs> to me um, and he never takes money, which is kind of interesting. Oh, he just loans the money. Different show, Sam. I'm sorry. I love I, it. I realize
2: the PS3 era is overall better for Yakuza. I know. But, I know. but sorry, come on. I just, Keep I, it tight.
4: Akiyama. Keep it
1: tight.
0: Well, we've also got Kage's son, who is voiced by Cam Clark and is trying to run away with uh, the daughter of a head Yakuza guy.
4: Yes. Yeah. Yes, and Kage gets you to go and investigate that because, you know, it's his kid and he wants to make sure things are okay. I mean, and Kage's the eyes of the entire, Ka- of, of Kamurocho.
0: What does he say? He's got 10,000 cameras?
4: Yep. Like, he is the eyes. He knows what's going on before you do. And then he just sits in his office. He's this big chubby guy with, like, a Hawaiian shirt. Wait, he looks very friendly. Wait,
2: wait. I'm pretty sure, now, I'm remembering the dub here. I'm pretty sure it's pronounced cage.
4: Oh, that's right! That's right, they call him Cage <laughs> Even though it's Kage Even okay. though somebody actually
0: explains why he's named Kage And says it's because he operates in the shadows Which makes no sense if you pronounce it Cage
2: Yeah, I don't know how that got past everyone <laughs> Because, because Sega. Sega Because Sega yeah.
4: that's, that's the only answer we they all got have They got distracted by a hedgehog
2: See, it, it was predicted
0: on Twitter that we would have to bash Sega a little bit tonight, and what do you know? That that came true.
4: At least they let me play blackjack and baccarat. Oh yeah,
2: and ton, <laughs> just tons of tons and tons of meaningless mini games throughout this this game. And I'm this still franchise. bad at
4: pachinko and
2: darts. I, I, I don't understand how half of the card games work. I realize there are tutorials, but I'm just like, nope. I don't know how Pi-Gao works. <laughs> Okay, there's the
0: sequence when he takes Haruka into the gambling den and she is apparently yes. psychic about where dice fall.
2: Is does That's this a, mean
4: anything? No. Is this followed no. up on?
2: Okay. No. no, she does not seem to have psychic powers at any other point. Only for one mini game.
4: <laughs> She's a good guesser. <laughs> wow. Haruka's precious. <laughs> Can we stop talking about Haruka and talk about the next game where at least she's less important. She still manages to get she kidnapped. still gets kidnapped, but at least she's less important. Well, you just told me that
0: is what she does. She is there to be kidnapped. She's there to make game right. She's
4: there to make Kazuma I, have feels. Okay.
2: Okay. So just for the record, I'm part way through Yakuza Three. The Haruka has been kidnapped. Count is at seven. Yes.
4: Oh yes, and it's. And it just gets worse as the game goes on cuz the villain in that particular game like he just thinks it's fun. But okay. and and different people kidnap her. That's the funny part, but he's the one that points it out.
2: Yeah, it's like okay. this is a cool thing to do. So Yakuza 2 released uh a uh, one year later, 2006 on the PlayStation 2 on the DV
4: And I'm sorry Mike, but you haven't played this one yet and this is the superior game to the one you're playing.
2: Damn straight. <laughs> Well, and
0: I'm going to move on right to it. Yeah, there you go. This, 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 w- one is good enough that it hasn't made me say no more Yakuza ever.
2: Blech.
4: Okay, so yeah, it makes the, me wish you had a PS3.
2: Yeah, Yakuza Two is a brilliantly conceived revenge tragedy that Kazuma Kiryu gets wrapped up in as the Korean mob stages a coup against
4: the uh, it's the omis, isn't it?
2: The, the uh, no, the Korean mob orchestrates a. A terrible, bloody massacre of the Doji clan, right. of our heroic yakuza, by the Omis of uh, of Kanzai by proxy, because uh, the the you know the Doji they wiped out I
4: think, the entirety of Koreatown in one night. Yes, that's just, that's what goes on with it.
2: And the the whole plot spins around this one night where Koreatown got massacred, and every character has a place in it, and it comes together really well, and it's told in this excellent fashion, and I love it so damn much, and it doesn't have a terrible dub to ruin it for me.
4: Also, it had a really, really awesome character by the name of Goda in it, and Uh, he is just such a fantastically written character to be Kazuma's rival in this game. He's a fun
2: villain. Fun villains all around.
4: He's a fun villain, and then later in Dead Souls, he loses an arm and gets a machine gun attached, for some reason. (laughs) Huh, okay but um this one's really cool because you get the detective aspect of the game I mean as well as the mafia part like there's just so many intricate things being woven in the story and especially with the way that the the different clans are kind of at odds with each other because you have the tojo you have the omi you have the Koreans um, the Chinese mob makes a small appearance again because they
2: won one thing they won
4: one thing. And I believe Long appears again.
2: Yeah, Long shows up as an op- He's an optional boss
4: this yes, time. Yes, so you don't actually have to fight him. In two. Um, and yeah, you just—they're all in just different positions, all trying to kind of get the same thing.
2: Well, they, they, it, it is all just grudges being nursed from this night in the '80s, and it's ah. Uh, it oh, great! Right. And it is, good, it is good crime drama.
4: Well, and there was a character we didn't talk about in one who actually plays a really pivotal role in this one, which is Terada. Yeah, yeah. Um, Terada's
2: be- uh, just a yeah. minor boss in one, one, and you give him the job of running the Tojo Clan. Uh, Kazuma turns down chairmanship of the whole
3: yeah, of the this
2: whole orga- organization, but in a sort of Captain Carrot vi- uh, Venari sort of way, where anytime
4: anything goes wrong, he's the king yeah he doesn't want the job, um so he gives it to Tarada and Tarada you know in one when you meet him, he's actually a surprisingly sympathetic character, and then oh, in no, he's
2: perfectly sympathetic in two
4: until the end,
2: no, no, even at the end, I'm like, you know what? no, you blow everything up, buddy. you fake your death and blow everyone up
4: yeah he's a he's wonderfully complicated i I really did like his character a lot um he's got a lot of issues his issues are totally justified um throughout and as he as the story grows you learn just a little bit more about him and again the game does this good job of feeding you pieces you don't get it all at once um you also get another character who becomes really pivotal to the story and she's a female detective um and in a lot of ways i guess for her this is trying to almost patch up what happened in the 80s like she's still trying to understand a lot of well, and then there's a family member that was like she's
2: she's secret daughter of Korean mob boss being raised right. by a Japanese detective because why not secretly the main the the main physical villain is her brother cuz drama yes.
4: yes it
2: it sounds super cheesy it's kind of cheesy but it really works in the minute
4: <laughs> and actually like because she's she's a really strong character like first off she puts up with no crap from nobody She's no problem telling Kazuma where to go at points in the story, because... And she, she goes through a, the
2: entire game without getting kidnapped. It's amazing. Actually, she
4: even fights with you at times. You'll actually get a lot of battles where she will be a partner for Kazuma. Um, and she's actually competent. Like, Sega made competent UI! No. no. Well,
0: well Dot
4: Well, you get no. partners
0: in the first one. They,
2: they Not, generally just stand around and don't Nobody do much. talks
4: about... Yeah, Date. Nobody. Date was lame. I remember her actually doing crap.
2: Yeah. You also get to ha- end this ad game at the second location in Osaka. You get to hang out in Dotonbori and uh, Jinsekai, which, it's cool. That's cool. Nice
4: to have a new area instead new of places. just Kamurocho.
2: Well, Kamurocho is a cool place, but...
4: It's huge. That's what kind of makes it fun.
2: And But adding two more is nice, and they're just as well realized. And, you know, um, it, I think uh, Kamurocho is specifically a fictionalized version so they can get away with fudging it, but I think Dotonbori mm-hmm. is almost is pretty spot on as a replica.
5: Chris, thoughts about 2? You know, I definitely enjoyed the gameplay of 2 a lot more. It's a bit more polished than the first one. Uh, The fighting's a bit better. Uh, I really appreciated having, you know, an extra place to explore in Osaka. Um, I liked the the slow reveal of the storyline, but I felt it was a little too convoluted, this whole, like, Korean... Uh, really, 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 really long game revenge plot that, uh, you know, really just depends very heavily on just the lucky break of Kazuma making um,
4: Tirada head
5: of the Tojo at the end of the first game.
4: I can, I can agree with sentiments of that. It is definitely slower compared to the first game. The first game kind of tosses you in, whereas this one has a longer time to, well, I think, to burn.
2: I, I, it is a slow burn, but Tarada strikes me as a guy who always has his eyes on the prize, and so when he pulls off pulls it off, it seems sort of like a bullshit long game that is contrived by the writer. And maybe it is a little bit, but at the same time, I think he is a guy who would have found a way to get this done somehow, and he seemed to be far enough along by the point of one that...
5: yeah. But there's also like, you know, just a uh... That, like that other coincidence is like, hey, you know, this uh, detect- female detective who's involved with this really is involved with this because she's, you know, part the of daughter. This, the daughter of this. And it's like every single thing ties back to this event from all these years ago. And it just all feels a little too convenient. Then you got stuff like, hey, let's just have this giant transforming castle that reveals a golden <laughs> Osaka castle. And hey, that let's was, fight a couple of tigers. Hey. The tiger fights, tiger fight's great. Yes.
4: The tiger fight is great. Yes, there's tigers and okay. transforming castles. So,
2: so Haruka gets kidnapped.
4: This, this is the Haruka's kidnap sequence. So, Wait.
2: And she gets taken to the top of Osaka Castle, which splits open to reveal a different castle made of gold, and you yes. have to fight two tigers to the death.
5: And then Dr. Wily.
2: And then Dr. <laughs> Dr. Wily. <laughs>
5: Really? <laughs> yes.
4: See why you will he love does, this game more? No robot
2: masters, just Dr. Wily? Dr. <laughs> Dr. Wily and two tigers. <laughs> the tigers are robots. <laughs> the tigers are robots. Oh, okay. Both Tiger Man and Tiger Twin Tiger Man.
4: Yeah, and, and just yeah. to g- kind of, there was one thing about the Tarada plot I will agree with you, Chris, because there's that also convenient aspect that um, Daiga is the one that ends up being transferred as the chairman of the Tojo, immediately when Tarada starts doing all his crazy nonsense. It's not really nonsense, but I don't really know how to describe it. But You know, you get Daigo to come in, because Kazuma's basically saying, I need a favor! I need you to sit here oh. and be the guy, well, because okay. I have to fix something. I, I, I
2: actually sort of like that subplot, where Tarada die, air quotes, dies at the beginning, so the only, the, obvi- the air quotes obvious choice for head, for chairman of the Tojo clan, is um, Daigo Dojima,
4: who is a dojima?
2: He he's like seventeen and a total tool, and you have to slap sense into him. And I appreciate that. Although, honestly, uh, Daigo's mom is hardcore. She was fun. She she can't she cannot make a declarative sentence without drawing a sword and threatening you with it. And I feel like they missed enough... As you do when you're
5: a Yakuza mother.
2: Yeah, as Yakuza mom, you just have to threaten people with swords. Hey,
4: it's like, what's-his-face's his mom? Winston's mom in uh, Sleeping Dogs, where she threatens you with a cleaver. Well, okay. And she was amazing. Yeah. Sorry. Uh,
0: the wife of the, the guy who got killed at the beginning of first Yakuza, do I ever see her again? Yes. Yes, she
2: okay. comes back. She's, she's back, too. But, yeah, m- m- Mrs. Dojima is hardcore, and I think She's they should have ju- let her be in charge and kept her around for all the sequels.
4: Yeah, because, I mean, as the game goes on, uh, Daigo actually does stay the chairman, I think, even all the way up to... No, he... he he's, he's, he's not the... the chairman in 4, right? No, he is. No, he is. Yeah, he okay. still is in 4. He's running the story. Get... Right. I'm just trying to trying to put my own timeline in my head. It's been a while. Yeah, because he stays around for, like, ever... And he gets less toolish as it goes on.
2: Well, I think I that think comes that's with a age. That, that, that comes with age and getting shot a bit and having Kazuma show up to slap you for being dumb.
5: I will say, despite uh, some of my my uh, problems with the plot development in Part 2, I really did enjoy Gota as an antagonist that and as a final fun. boss. He, he so was so fun. fun.
4: He was you know, a great villain. And,
5: and, just... and the dramatic shirt reveal with him <laughs> and Kazuma at the end... Well, was great. And he's such
4: a brute, eh? Like, you compare, like, chest sizes between the two of them, you're just like, Oh man. crap, he's like three times your saz Kazuma. What are you going to do? And the worst part is, Kazuma can suplex him. Well, that that's
2: the finisher in that fight.
4: Yes, that's right, it's a suplex. Um, well,
2: it's a, he- it's, it's a whole bunch of punching, and then you headbutt him, and then you suplex him, and then the this, building this doesn't different. explode.
4: <laughs> yeah, that, well, that's because the heat system introduces the grapples in two. Yeah, like you can actually not, start to grapple. Because yeah, you can grap-
0: grapple people in the first one, but if you grapple with somebody who's too big, then Kazuma just
2: flubs Humbles. it, and the guy falls onto him. Wow. Yeah.
4: Yeah, no, in this one, Kazuma they, can they, they actually grapple the big guys.
2: They introduce grappling finishers, too. Um, in terms of uh, of course, you have to have at least one bullshit combat sequence, like the one where you're fighting your way through uh, the Osaka Yakuza yeah. headquarters, and there are just these huge dudes at the end of every hallway, and they're swinging a goddamn bench, and it's like this rhythmic thing. It's like it's like a Mario obstacle. You have to wait for the window to throw a potted plant at them.
4: Yep. Or um, I think you could also use if it was, it was like a two by four or a sign, you could poke, you could jab them in the stomach with it if yeah. you got the. Like the button press. Because like, sometimes they would put the button press on there and you could actually
3: yeah.
4: ram them if you were lucky to even get the button press to show up. I only did it once because I was really bad at those parts. I usually just threw stuff at them most of the time. It's like because you can also just pick items up and just toss them.
0: Now, yeah. is two like one in that if you lose three times in a battle, it offers you to go to easy mode. Yes, yes, it does. All of
4: the Akuza games do that, even up to uh, Dead Souls.
2: Yeah, it, 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 that's a handy little feature. I'll also mention another great story beat where Majima beats up the entire Osaka mafia. Yes,
4: by All himself. Of them.
2: Like they're, they're wa- they they mark into Camer- march into Camar march into Camarocho in their suits with their with their uh, cheap tantos and there's Majima and you walk and this chapter starts with you rushing onto the scene and everyone is out and you find Majima just hanging.
4: He's just like, Sup, so, I did something.
2: <laughs> I don't have a shirt.
4: <laughs> also, wait, it's Kiryu Chan, and then he like goes back to fawning over Kazuma. I love Majima. He's my hero most of the time.
0: <laughs> So if Mark Hamill isn't voicing him this time, who is?
4: Uh, um, He's got the Japanese acting in this game, so... No, this yeah, this has Japanese They stopped actors. dubbing
5: after the first game, so every Western release of subsequent games was all subtitled.
2: Yeah. Oh, no! How will I ever cope? I, I don't know, bud.
5: You could look for sailors. You could. <laughs>
2: yeah. So, the, so um, I, I guess I'll mention that... Uh, uh, Majima is voiced by Ukagi Hidenari, perhaps most famous for Argo Golski in G Gundam.
4: He was the Russian. That's precious. Now that I think about it, but yeah, he's a he was a Gundam character. There you go. Actually, a lot of them are Gundam characters.
5: Oh, there, there's, there's I believe
4: Kazuma's one as well. Yes, right. he is. They basically just got like most of the Sunrise actors to come out and do stuff. Yeah. Um, Kazuma's voice actor has been fortunate enough. I mean, he comes back for every game, even when Kazuma's not even the most important character. Um, but yes, he's a Gundam character, too. I just don't remember which one. Oh, he, he's, oh he's, he's, he's in Build Fighters. Fighters that is. Actually, he's probably most known for what he's done, I want to say, in shows like Nana. And he's actually Naruto.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, the... Ah! Okay. Yeah.
4: Uh, he was in Naruto. He is a character by the name of Kinkaku. That's not a big one. Um, that's not a big I'm one. I'm trying to spot a really. That's a big, big show.
2: Um, oh, I no. thought you meant he voiced Naruto himself, which was no, no, that, that, that's, no, that's that's no. a 50 year old Japanese woman. That's
5: what you're right. say. No, none. Can I mean, I've heard that voice. That is Not a man. <laughs> of being uh, in Kumari High School, masked Takanuchi. <laughs> that is true. Because um, that series is precious. That, that is crazy. I've never seen it.
4: Do I need to you, watch this?
5: You have not lived until you've seen Chroma. So in other words, it.
4: this is Scott's fault and he needs to work on this. It
2: has Freddie Mercury in it.
4: Why have I not Anna, seen Anna the show? And a gorilla. And a gorilla. Why have I not seen the show?
2: Um, I don't know. You missed out on early 2000s anime.
4: <laughs> fix it. <sighs> I'm a horrible wife. I'm sorry. <laughs> it becomes Scott's job to fix things that I don't know about. That's why I'm watching Zeta Gundam right now, folks. I'm learning.
2: He plays... Uh, Takeya Kuroda plays Simon in Durara, so he he's a giant Russian man.
4: So in other words, he's a Russian man in... Oh. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, no, Majima's the other Russian man. Yeah. And you know what, guys? We're gonna have Kazuma and Majima in Project Cross Zone 2. I am so excited. I didn't even play the first one, but I saw the trailer. I remember peeing my pants, because I was just like, Scott, Kazuma... Majima. They're gonna be the best characters in the game. And the worst part is they're from Dead Souls. I'm a little a little sad. It means they're gonna have guns.
2: It's fine. I'll
4: be,
0: I'll be I'll be a little more prepared for that now that I've started playing Yakuza at least. <laughs> yeah.
4: But but I want them to be in a tactical RPG, then they just walk up and punch guys in the face or pick up bicycles. I'm not this gun nonsense.
0: That'll be in keeping with half the people in Project X Zone.
4: Yeah. <sighs> sad face. But yes, I love Yakuza 2. Unfortunately, this was the one I fell asleep during Extra Life. Tell that story. That was a good one. Okay,
2: so Sam was playing this during Extra Life. It was the first Extra Life, no less. The first one she did.
4: Scott did not do it.
2: Well, I was somehow awake for the whole thing, because I remember popping in at 6 a.m. as you were walking into the side of the building for five minutes in a row, and I'm like, Sam, you need to wake up so you can punch guys.
4: (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty bad. She fell
2: asleep, controller face forward.
4: <laughs> well the worst part is he yelled at me, I woke up, I moved to a different wall
2: <laughs> and then started it all over again.
4: <laughs> oh, yeah. that was brutal. That was brutal. I actually did end up finishing the game though that night, which was kinda of funny. That's why I don't think I remember the ending very well. <laughs>
2: yeah, and the game continues the tradition by have by faking the protagonist's death and then rolling to a hymn to some gospel music.
4: I like the soundtracks in Yakuza. They're kind of amusing. Especially the battle well, themes. They're always really... Well,
0: let's see. Yeah, the soundtrack to the first one, I only remember the battle themes, which are a whole bunch of guitar-heavy and bass-heavy stuff, which is, well, it's pretty appropriate for smashing people's basses in. Well,
5: that's because... Puts you in the mood for violence. Well, I don't even it, think... Maybe that people... they were right,
0: Maybe they were right in the congressional testimony in the 80s. Music does cause violence.
5: I'm
4: trying to think
2: if, Look, like... I'm just saying, there are some games you don't keep on your phone when you're walking around or driving because they lead <laughs> you to do bad things. I would, if I was walking through the city uh, with this on, I might be compelled to pummel someone with a traffic cone. It's or a, rela- a
0: stroller. Well, especially if somebody who also hears the music says, What are you doing disrespecting my shit? Get out of my face, yo! How are you going to make this up?
2: The only proper response to that is to be his face in. Bicycle! Mice? With a bicycle. Because right. once again, the game maintains its grab anything and beat someone to death with it mechanics. And bicycle is still the best weapon by fecundity, crowd control properties, and durability.
4: So, you know what my favorite part of this game was? When Ye- when Kazuma has to be a hostess.
2: Okay, so. <laughs> uh, that is
4: the best part of this in game. In addition
2: to a billion mini games and side quests, there's a running side quest where you must become the top earning host at a club. Yes.
4: Oh, it's so awkward and funny.
2: It is so funny. It is Kazuma
4: looks so uncomfortable. It is,
2: it is an awkward dialogue minigame of saying what ladies like in hopes...
4: Scott was bad at it. So despite your hot tamaliness on the uh, the love tester, you sucked at this minigame as bad hey, as I did. Hey,
2: I got to the end. I, I got my I champagne call and was the best host in all Camarocho, and you can't take that away from me.
4: You're right. I can't because I didn't complete it. I got fed up with it pretty quick because I was really bad at it. And
2: you know what happens? Wait, the other the, hosts that, try, that try
0: to. The was him. right, Sam Scott.
4: What yeah, there? but it took him. It took him forever to actually complete the quest. Like he had to redo it a couple times. Hey, there's
2: a couple ladies that are tricky. I figured it out, and I got the last <laughs> one on on the first try. And you know what happens at the end of that mission sequence? All the other hosts try to beat you up for making them make.
4: Making for, them look
2: bad. For making them look bad. And you know what I did? You punched them. I punched them and battered them with bicycles.
4: <laughs> Yakuza, the game where bicycles are the only important thing that matter. You know what's fun knocking people off of bicycles? That happens in later games.
2: Like you never actually see anyone riding bikes in the first three games.
4: <laughs> and in four, But oh, they're but there? they're
2: everywhere. It's yeah, weird. Yeah, and,
4: and after you've
0: beaten people up with them, once the fight ends, they're just right back there on the street. Nobody appears <laughs>
2: These are Magic Bicycles. <laughs> they are Magical They're Bicycles. Magic.
4: Oh, this series. You make no sense sometimes, but that's okay, because your budget was special.
2: You're
0: better <laughs> than Shenmue, although that's not saying much.
4: But you know what, though? Like I said...
0: It, it, this game is streets
4: ahead of Shenmue. And the games, like I said, they do progressively get better. I mean, we're not talking about 3 and 4 tonight, but you you notice, as soon as you go to play 3 and 4, like, this huge difference in terms of the gameplay, even the graphics and the- Oh, well, the graphics isn't saying much PS2 versus PS3. Um, but yeah, I mean like there's a lot of more noticeable things that you can tell that they actually tried to put some money into three and four. Well
2: they, well, this game did have benefit from having more money because the success of Yakuza One meant that twelve more companies signed on for product placement deals.
4: Centauri Whiskey. Jack Bourbon.
2: Well, Centauri Whiskey came back, as did Boss Coffee and Don Quixote. But we also got uh, Matsuya Restaurants and the Shinkansen.
4: And then Jack Daniels.
2: Jack Daniels is a Suntory brand.
4: Oh, I didn't know that. That's low. slow.
2: Suntory does local distribution for Mr. Daniels. I
4: learn something every day.
2: There you go. It's it's also like, they also do Pepsi.
4: This one actually also scored better with reviewers. That's because it was better. It was infinitely better. Can we have Yakuza 5 yet?
2: Soon.
5: Seriously.
4: I am like in withdrawal I need to know what stupid thing Majima's going to do next.
0: When does that do? We um, actually don't know so yet. I-ish. It's supposed
4: to be, last I heard in the pipelines, it's it's going to be summer. I hope that Sega does something at E3 for it, even if it's just people can actually go play a little bit of it and then actually give us a solid release date. Um, they also are not doing the localization entirely this time, which is kind of interesting. Um, so we'll see. We'll yeah, see. because
0: other, other than the voice acting, the localization
5: wasn't bad for the first one.
4: Yeah. Well, that's just it. The localizations aren't bad at all. Um, it's just... When it with gets the- conf-
5: It gets confusing by the time of Part 4, because for the first game, they changed some characters' names, which carried through to the third game, but then in the fourth, they went with all the original names. Yeah, the
4: the fourth one was localized by a completely different team. team.
2: And they didn't necessarily get the the continuity bible, because I suspect the team didn't actually build a continuity bible. Also,
4: smaller budget.
2: Well, smaller budget, nothing. It's like, these guys would have had access to something,
4: you, well, you would think that. You would think that they would have gone back and looked at things from the previous games and tried to keep continuity. Because, yes, that was a confusing aspect in 4, absolutely. Um, oh, but especially for certain though, characters' names. You just kind of sat there and like, I think I know who you're referring to, but... Eh?
5: You know, in in some cases, though when you have these translation changes, that's a directive from Japan. So, you know, someone mm-hmm. at Sega's side in Japan might have said, no matter what names yep, you used this. in uh, the first three, we want uniformity now with this game.
4: Yes, yeah, and that happens a fair bit, especially with series like this one. Um, that's pretty common. I- I- like I said, you got to wonder sometimes with the level of liberty Sega had long ago, compared to um, well i Well, I'm, I'm
2: actually kind of on board for actually changing um, uh, Kazuma's foster father's name to Fuma, because then you'd have Kazuma and Kazuma.
4: Mm-hmm. A
2: little too confusing. That, 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 one, does, that,
4: that, that one gets very confusing. Um, especially because well, there's also how many Fumas in the series? There,
2: there's a ton of Fumas, there's a few doji- there's what, there's
4: Shintaro, Seishima... Kazuma, there's a couple. Yeah,
2: there's there, there's a lot of people with similar names, and I'm not I'm not necessarily. I don't know honest. how many times
4: I'd be like, I don't remember who you're. Wait, what are we? Who are we talking to? Like I'm, I, I'm, I had to think about it a lot of the time. I'm, I'm in
2: favor of them maintaining a two Steve limit. Is what I'm saying.
4: <laughs> True, Dad. But Yeah. Any final thoughts on this one? Because like I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Um I'll play them. We'll play them. We'll track I, it
2: down. Uh, that or just keep yelling at Sega to bring over the HD remix of this. So
4: seriously, easy money. Yeah,
2: but,
5: yeah, I, 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 in, I would grab those. I would play it too. again.
4: I would too. And this is, like, Scott and I have talked about this many times. Here's the thing.
5: They already have
4: localizations for one and two. They don't actually need to do much. The other thing well, is, you have the opportunity to put it on another console like the Wii U. Wii U has nothing on it for third party as is. This well, could actually be something different for people.
5: It, it would, but in the case of the, the Japanese Wii U release, it was a failure.
4: Yeah, I, I saw the sales, but at the same time I'm like, I would play it on Wii U. I, I, I would play it on Wii U
5: or PS3. I would I would be happy to have that and it'd be nice I would if, too. You know, to have um the, to have the
4: Japanese of, I was gonna say have <laughs> the Japanese voice acting. This for, is one of for, those for, words. like I love yeah. the fact that we, we are at a stage in the PS3 era and the PS4 that you can actually have dual audio in a lot of the games this is one of those games where with that first one it's just so painful to listen to that you you just wish they had just not bothered in the slightest it's like please don't
5: I'm still gonna take it any day over Shenmue 1's dub which would (laughs) not be averse to a a Shenmue re-release Sega you know digital since you did all these other Dreamcast games. That's neither here nor there, but... How about putting it
4: on PC for people so they can experience its awesomeness?
0: They can experience its unique qualities. Let's just go with a neutral
2: rundown like that. It has unique qualities.
4: I watched Scott play Shenmue. I watched the faces he made. For the record,
2: Shenmue's 2-dub was not any better.
4: Well,
5: (laughs) that's because it's the same people.
2: Yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, just in case you thought... It may have gone another way.
4: By the way, I remember you guys distinctively talking about at one point. There was a was it a construction worker minigame or like you had to drive the crane? Okay, so,
2: so in Shenmue there's a forklift minigame. Because you game.
4: actually have to do it in Yakuza as
2: well. In, in Dead Souls. Is it better? In well, Dead Souls
4: it's pretty bad. Well, in
2: Dead Souls there is also a forklift mini game, but that forklift mini game is here's a forklift run over zombies.
4: Well no, there's also the box lifting mini game in that one. And that one was actually really painful to do. Because... About as
2: painful as the box lifting. Yeah. And...
4: So I remember that. it took in me Nintendo, a while to it's
0: do. remarkably like actually having a job where you have to operate a <laughs> forklift.
5: <Yeah. laughs> Isn't that fun? <laughs> so much fun. But, you know, I, I think these games would definitely benefit from some digital distribution because, you know, I have an, i have a first-gen 60-gig PS3, so I'm fine because I've got my backwards compatibility. But these games weren't exactly produced in huge numbers, and Part 2, in particular... It's impossible to find. Yeah, yeah I got it right when it came out because, if I remember correctly, it didn't come out in America until 2008. Yeah, yeah. I, I got
4: mine actually from... And it was like a pretty
5: that. small print run.
4: Yeah, one of our staff members, God bless him, Adrian Denauden, actually found Yakuza 2 for me in an EB near his house, and he knew how much I liked the series, and he had asked me, he's like, do you have two? And I said, no, I can't find it anywhere. He's like, well, I found it, so I'm going to buy it for you. Do you... And I said, do you want me to pay you? He's like, no, your happiness and giggle fits will be good enough for me. It's fine. Um, And that's funny, because poor Mike, I'm sure you noticed the label on Yakuza 2. Oh, I
0: did. You explained it.
4: Yeah, I have...
0: I'm looking at complete copies on eBay right now. They run around 75 to 80 bucks. Yeah. Good
4: lord! <laughs> That's it, expensive!
0: Nothing
5: yeah. came out. Because I got it right when it came out.
4: I remember but... Adrian said mine was about 13 bucks when he found it. So he got it pretty cheap for me. Um, I had to actually, Scott, God love my husband, uh, he replanted a proper label for me because I hate. Boxes not having. Well, no it had labels. it had
2: the terrible. It
4: EB had the PAL labels on. No, no. Had the EB labels. It sorry. had the
2: terrible EB placeholder label that they do for used games labels. that come in. Yeah. So, like, Scott you, made you me know, win. it belonged to some kid who put all his his games in one of those binders like he used to do.
4: Yeah. Scott made you know, me. A my,
5: my my final thought, at least you know, for this series is, especially with part two coming out so late in the game of the PS2's lifespan, is. You know, it's improbable that this series has gone as far as it has in the West, and every time that a game after the first has been localized, it almost seems like a small miracle to me. Like
2: it, it is a small miracle. It is, it, is, it is this little piece of magic that you have to buy before it disappears. Well, let's
4: face it, you know, after Dead Souls came out, you know, and, they, and 5 had just come out in Japan, I remember, like, I was just driving poor Scott crazy because it was like, they're not going to announce this they're going to drive me crazy, and never announcement, and then all of a sudden, Yakuza five's coming, and Scott's like, I, are you I done? That,
5: I felt that pain, and you know, I don't mind missing out some of the games like Kenzan or Ishin or Black Panther, but... but 5. Forget 5, now we got 5, but looking at Yakuza 0, it's like, oh my god, I want this, and who knows I what the chances too. are of this ever happening. I know, zero.
2: Somehow, I think I'm just going to end up buying two copies of Yakuza 5 to prove a point.
4: Yeah, I... I want Zero so badly too, Chris. Like, you're not alone. I actually, I'm one of the weirdos that wanted Black Panther oh. because one of our staff members went to uh, TGS and he actually played Black Panther for me because I begged him. I said, please go play back Black Panther and tell me what it is. And he was like, you would have loved it. And I was like, I hate you so much. And then he went and played Yakuza 5. And he was like, so I wrote this long impression about Yakuza 5 for you. And I was like, I hate you. Because it was just, so, it just so, made me cry. So... If
1: yeah, if you get Yakuza, you know one or whatever, it's just called Yakuza. That's like ten bucks plus change. But if you want Yakuza two, you're gonna have to pony up. Now. Looking at those prices! I I just I don't know. I mean, y'all talked about the game. It sounds awesome. I I just don't know if I'd pay a hey, hundred. Don't you already it.
0: have it, Phil? I thought you said you had a bunch of Yakuza games. Well, ready.
1: if you all heard a big pounding on the mic, that was me. And when you guys mentioned the price of Yakuza Two, that was me dropping my headset and rushing to make sure, for a fact, that it was there. That my copy of Yakuza Two was there. Because I was like, "Holy cow! It's worth a hundred bucks." Well, I better make sure I really got that. I was pretty sure I did. But yes, I have Yakuza 1, 2, 3, 4, and uh, something about undead people.
5: Yep. It probably probably bears mentioning, though, for people who um, either the hardware or the cost of getting those first two games is not an option, that... with three and four, they each have very detailed um, cutscene assembly yeah. histories of. They, the they kind games. of recut
2: the, They do recut the plot cutscenes into a quasi
4: movie. That's what I watched before I play three. I, I did that because that was actually the game I bought my PS3 for um, to prove a point. Because I was so excited when I had never heard about it. One of our staffers was like, "You should play Yakuza, You probably love it." I said, "What is this magic?" And then I went out and I dragged Scott with me and I went and I bought my PS3 and I bought Yakuza 3. And I sat there, I think, till about 2 in the morning and I was just like, what is this magic?
2: Now, the, the reason why she bought it to prove a point was that it was the same day Final Fantasy 13 released. Yes. It was. And we said, no, good sir. No, we will take the game about manliness.
4: Well, and the guy was confused because he was looking at me and he's like, you're a girl. Don't you want Final Fantasy? And I was like, I, I want. I want yeah, cause of three. And he looked at me, he's like, "Are you sure?" Oh,
2: that that that's like, the other. What? Yes, that's, that's the other bit of special that surrounds this franchise is Sega picks the worst days to launch them. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah. So Final Fantasy 13's launching, and there's me in the store with Scott. He's carrying my PS3, and the store where we bought the PS3 at didn't have a copy of a three. And the guy, I believe it was Game Shack we went to, yeah. which is local in Toronto, and the guy just gave me this bizarre look, because I'm this, you know, I'm five foot nothing. And I'm like, I want a copy of Yakuza 3. You sure you don't want Final Fantasy? Yes, I'm sure. Now give me the goddamn game.
5: Give me the damn game, you gatekeeper.
4: Pretty much. Play what That's I want. Like I said, then we took it back to Scott's house, and I, like I said, I was. he's like, you need to come to bed. I'm like, I'm not done. Okay. beating up guys just, just for
2: the record I'm double checking what came out on September 9th or um what, what day September I, I it was
4: March when Yakuza 3 came out no
2: Yakuza yeah, 2
4: are you looking for I'm, Yakuza 2 I'm 2? double
2: checking Yakuza 2 uh, for North America just September see what other 9th... thing
4: it was competing against yeah <laughs>
2: seeing what it was competing against in September and September the 9th was NHL was NHL 09 and TNA Impact
4: so
5: <laughs> let's not also forget the fact that by the time Yakuza 2 came out here the PS2 was dead by More or less. You know, who yeah. nobody was releasing anything on the PS two except for like and Budget Kid Games. Yeah.
4: Well, there was Budget Kid Games and, and NIS N- America. And
2: NHL two K nine, obviously.
4: <laughs> like I said, our good friends at Nisa, man, they were milking the PS two for as long as they could. <laughs> they published the last PS two game, man, like that was pretty funny. The soccer awards. If I like soccer awards. Yeah. That was a good game. But yes, I mean, I, I'm i with Chris 100%. Like, if they could get this up on PSN as a PS2 classic, both of them, I feel like people would actually maybe try. take more notice and even try them out, especially because the nice part about the PS2 classics is they're usually only about 5 bucks. Some are 9 depending on what it is. But if Sega was Intelligent, they'd go the $5 price because I think that would be actually a good point of entry, at least for the first game. They that want was to sell a
0: big, a- big if you just said there, Sam.
4: I say that because I think with a game like 2 having the high price point that it does they could get away with selling it for about 10 I mean, there are games in series on the PlayStation Network that have different prices. Suikoden 2 and 1 are a great example of that. Why? Because Konami knew Suikoden 2, they could make some monies. So they went for $10. And then for some reason reverted back to 5 I don't know why. <laughs> I get confused with Konami some days, but yes, no, I, think, I, I, I want them. The I want them to be on PSN. I'd love for people to be able to play the first two, um, or even just as a PlayStation Now option. You know, give people three and four and and Dead Souls. Give them the chance to try some of these games out because they do have a lot to offer different kinds of players. I mean, they offer as much to an RPG fan as they do a brawler fan, and that's kind of what makes them fun. They are multifaceted games. If you don't like a story game, then yes, I I would not say play Yakuza Please don't, because then you're not gonna have fun. But if you don't mind really fun stories and really crazy characters and Haruka, um, I mean, there's a lot to like. There really is. Orphans um, ruin everything, man. Yes, yeah, Scott. Orphans ruin everything. The worst
2: chapter of Yakuza two was the one where Haruka was getting like weirdly propositioned by that Talon agent.
4: Oh yeah, that was weird. I'm sure that happens though in real life.
2: I'm sure
0: it does. That doesn't necessarily mean we need to see it with a character we despise. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
4: Yeah. You so, want to try I mean,
0: that with a character you actually like?
4: But I mean, again, like just to reiterate, they're fun. They are worth the price of entry. I mean, if you can get Yakuza two for ten bucks, and you, or Yakuza one for ten bucks, and you have a PS two and Sega still refuses my pleas. Go or for, if it.
0: or if you're like Phil and you've got the backward compatible PS3.
4: Oh yeah, like you, you and Chris are lucky. You two are lucky. I I did not get so lucky with that. Um, thank goodness okay. I have two working PS2, so I'm good. Um, but yeah, I like I said, I love these games. I mean, I couldn't believe how much I love them. I mean, I love mafia stories. I love Japanese culture, and like Chris, I look into. I love Yakuza stories. So. I was surprised that I just didn't even know what it was until someone had told me. And I was excited. And then when I actually played 3, it made me motivated to go track down a copy of 1. And then, like I said, I was very lucky that someone sent me a copy of 2. I got a review copy of 4, funny enough, and Dead Souls, which I was kind of happy I didn't have to pay money for those. Not because they were bad, just because um, it's very rare at RPGamer that we get a game that we like... Like That's super fun. love, and we don't have to pay for it once in a while. <laughs> Except for Dead Souls, Dead Souls was special. I remember reviewing that one lower than all the other ones. I got a game free once from
1: RP Gamer. It was called <laughs> Dark. Oh wait a minute, that was. Let's fun. not talk about Dead Souls. No, no you, got, you got another one. You got from the Abyss.
0: <laughs>
4: So I'm just saying, you know... And you've got cross-edge! I was just going to cry in a corner. <laughs> Mike, Mike, I can torture you with similar hurtful words. You know I can.
0: I know you can, and I can do the same to you, so let's just stop it now.
4: Let's let's stop this battle.
0: Here, I, here's something that's much more fun. You know my title for this episode? What I know is it? You now have 12 hours. That was the only thing I could think of any Yakuza-related Simpsons quotes. Ah... Uh. <laughs>
4: You know, are you sure it's not going to be the one about, you know, the little guy's going to do something.
0: <laughs> next <laughs> next Yakuza episode.
4: Okay. Yay. Hooray. I love that episode just because Homer gets so into that <laughs> battle. <laughs> you know, the little guy's going to do something, but you don't know what. Homer, go inside. Oh. Oh. oh, this series is wonderful. It makes me so happy. Go play them, people. Go play them. If you can or if you have access or if you have a nice friend like me, play them.
2: You you might get lucky and find that copy of Yakuza 2 that's not a bajillion dollars.
4: Yes. I'm not
5: a nice friend, I'm not lending my copies to anybody.
4: I, I actually was a nice friend. I lent mine to Mike, because Mike actually is very good with my games and always sends them back in one piece. So, so you're we very wrap. nice,
0: Sam. You're an awesome person.
4: we gotta wrap this up. You're an up. awesome
1: guy, dude we gotta wrap this up we still gotta do the final lap uh, so so overall sounds like a lot of fun and oh, would you say that overall the series is a lot of fun oh, oh my yeah. goodness it's yes great. It, is,
2: it is men with bad skin react overreacting to dramatic revelations and then getting into fist fights except for Akiyama
4: he's now, the only one that doesn't do it
5: now bad rip... skin and great tattoos Really? bad skin
1: and great tattoos really quick, really quick just a quick question for you um, I don't want to tie this up, but is is uh, is Yakuza's Dead Souls? It's not, it's not following the numbered series, is it? Is it? And I've and I've heard some things about it. Plus or minus, is it also a good game? It
4: is an interesting game. Um, Gameplay wise, it it's it's pretty bad unfortunately because it tries to do this thing where for some reason you have two targeting and two trigger systems. Yeah, but and it doesn't make sense. Yeah.
5: It's kind um, but, of a poor grafting of, of gun combat onto yes. a totally non-gun focused hand to hand combat system. Yeah. And again, like
2: deck is a throughout it is you, you, you will occasionally in the end game get guns. Very rare they are better used to pistol with people than actually try to shoot anyone. Yes. The
0: ones you get in one, I've found so far, you know, they shoot exactly one bullet,
2: and then yes. they're gone. Yes, yeah. exactly it's Usually, you Usually
4: you're throwing the gun at them afterwards. In Dead Souls... Um,
2: I don't know... Dead Souls is a
4: harder case to sell, because... This, this here's the thing. team
2: literally made a shooter just prior to this. And it was it's a pretty good sure. shooter...
4: Which one was that?
2: Binary, Binary domain. Oh, domain. Binary
4: Domain, which was fantastic, that's right.
2: And somehow they couldn't figure out how to make gunplay work in that yeah, engine, of... but kept rolling with it anyhow. Like, and here's the thing, the gunplay Even is though bad. it could have been just as much fun as a, hey, you have rubble of a destroyed city, beat up zombies with well, your Well, and fists.
4: here's the thing, to play Dead Souls, the, the reason you should play Dead Souls, and I will tell everyone this, is you play it for the story. The story is hilarious, it's really funny. Um, Majima has probably the best plotline, because you actually get to play as him for a change um, in this one. And his plotline is just ingenious, because he, he thinks he's Ashley Williams. And it's just so funny. Like he gets There's one part where he gets bitten by a zombie, and he's just like, I've been bitten by a zombie. Turns out the zombie had dentures. So he
2: didn't get bitten. <laughs> he didn't
4: actually get bit. But he's, like, he's having, like, this dramatic sub story of, like, oh, no, the, the, the talented Majima was bitten by a zombie. I'm more hardcore than this. And then he looked over and he's, like, oh, denture bite. I'm safe. I'm good. I'm gonna murder some guys.
2: I got a shotgun. Let's go. Oh,
4: uh, like, the Majima plot just is, is hilarious. And actually, the even even funnier is uh, Ryoji Goda comes back for this one, and he has a machine gun arm. But he also knows how to cook what is it, tapanyaki. Takoyaki. Takoyaki, um, and he will actually bust out his stand randomly for people on the side that does not have the zombies and make food for them <laughs> because he can. There's a button to do that. Don't know why.
3: <laughs>
4: yeah. Kazuma has this, the most boring plot of that game. Well, the other three the characters gets more... kidnapped. Yeah, Haruka gets kidnapped in the zombie apocalypse. But the other three characters are pretty damn funny. I'll um, actually. Akiyama's plot was actually kind of sad in that one because it had to do with his uh secretary, Hanachan. And Hana's voiced by like the, grunt of the greatest Japanese voice actresses ever. <laughs> his name is Escape. Hirana? Oh, that's right, Ayahirana. So um, yes, I I Dead Souls is fun. Get it on the cheap. Don't that's the only one I would say just please don't pay full price for because the gameplay is really rough. But the rest and of, while, it is- and
2: while you're tracking down copies of these games, don't forget Suntory
4: <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna enjoy
2: some delicious Jack Daniels., <laughs>
4: oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: don't enjoy Jack Daniels.
4: Yeah, that, that's the only game I think, and I don't know if anyone else agrees with me because I don't know. I know Scott hasn't played it, but Chris, is that the one you would suggest to people to not pay full price for Because I don't think I could tell them to pay full price for that.
5: Yeah, Dead Souls is is a hard sell, especially if you're a newcomer to the series.
4: Don't play if Binary you, Domain.
5: It's, you know, the, the earlier games are worth it to get up to the pinnacle, which is four, at least out of the stuff that's been released mm-hmm. in the West. So I if you're hard-pressed for, for cash and you're only op- one of your only options is like four or Dead Souls, just get four.
4: Yeah, <laughs> please get four. It introduces the best character ever, which we'll get to talk about in the next backtrack. And I'm so happy. Yeah, now, and... is
5: is
1: two worth nearly a hundred bucks? Uh,
2: uh, I would say uh, yes. I love it. I love it. But a hundred 100 is, is steep. That, that's like real dollars.
5: That that's not something. Yeah. I, you... I would say no. Yeah. Great game, but very few games are worth a hundred dollars, in in my opinion.
1: Yeah, and I thought you might say it. So here's another way to look at this, right? If you get Yakuza 1, 2, 3, and 4, I've done the math, and it comes out to like 130 Now, divide that by 4, and it's like 32 bucks each. Now, is
4: that worth it? When you do the math like that, I would say yes. There you go.
1: Pick them all up, people.
4: <laughs> that's the thing. Uh, Yakuza 2 <laughs> is wonderful, and I, I guess I'm the weirdo that would say yes, but that's because I adored the crap out of it. I, I and I s- totally understand why people wouldn't want to pay $100. But that's why I'd like to just keep hounding Sega to put them up on the digital store.
5: I would say hound your or, local used game shops that are not owned by an evil uh, corporation, and maybe you'll find something that's uh,
4: mispriced or undervalued. Absolutely. And we can always hope one day that maybe they'll release that. Now, our, I, I will HD.
2: mention that uh, to the benefit of our listeners in the PAL regions... You can get it cheap. That copies of that version are kicking around at fifteen bucks. So if you're in Europe or
5: Australia, party on, bro. For once Europe gets to have nice things. Europe gets nice hey,
4: things. Hey, they've been having nice things lately. Yeah, they have us. been.
1: Yeah, don't even get me started, blood sugar. Anyway. Alright. Well, awesome. Thank you guys so much for convincing me that uh that uh that I'm not glad to sell, I that, not to sell my yakuza collection. That you're not going to
0: do what you did with Nino Kuni and turn it into a
1: coaster? <laughs> right, right. Because I actually, you know, so uh, I, you know, we'll talk about it in just a few minutes on the on the final lap. But uh, I've been drinking this really nice uh, Seagram Seven uh, whiskey or whatever the hell. it's That called. doesn't
2: sound like a Centauri brand, Phil. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I've been uh, using my Nino Kuni disc as the coaster for my for my glass. So but yakuza we will not do that too because now we know that yakuza don't you dare is awesome. i'll come
4: over and break your fingers so <laughs> i will do it
1: while uh marshmallow is looking for an airline ticket to utah uh we're gonna take a teeny <laughs> tiny break and we'll be back to wrap this up with the final laugh Welcome back, this is the final lap, the part of the show Where we just talk about whatever we feel like We also read your comments, we let you know what the next show is going to be about It's kind of the kitchen sink of our podcast If all you were, if the only reason you downloaded this podcast was to listen about Yakuza Now's a good time to stop But if you want to hear a lot of other cool things that's going through our little bunny brains Hang on tight Mike, oh my gosh, I mentioned earlier in the opening of the show that I got a, a very interesting comment on iTunes that has driven me to drink.
0: Ah, uh, yes. Well, not that it takes necessarily a whole lot to drive you to drink, but um, let's let's hear this comment. Let's let's get the context going.
1: You know, it, it is true. It, I, I don't really need too much encouragement, but uh, yeah, yeah, I always tell everybody leave us comments on on uh, the iTunes dealy, but I I often. I mean, I don't go there often enough to read those comments. So uh, my back was hurting me the other day. I was sitting there in bed with my iPad, and I had done my Clash of Clans attacks. and was a little bored, so I decided to check out uh, some podcasts. And I said, hey, let me look up ours. Uh, boy, we got 27 reviews, four and a half stars. So thank you guys so very, very much you have gone on there and left us uh, good comments. Uh, we really, really, really appreciate it. Um, but there was a, you know, I do this maybe once or twice a year, and uh, <laughs> there's a couple of comments for 2015. And uh, here's one from Fork uh, Fork Fighter, and he left this on January 6, 2015. So I apologize that it's like five months later. I'm just now getting around to reading this. I'll try to be better about looking these up.
0: Well, well Phil,
1: Phil, remember, we are recording
0: this on Cinco de Mayo. It is absolutely appropriate that we commemorate Mexico kicking the French out of its country by uh, – Something else that is not nearly as delayed but also happened a long time ago. <laughs> okay. in, in, in internet terms. That is one
1: way to tie it together.
0: The internet, as we know, re- frol- frolics and relishes only on the newest of stuff. So anything older than, oh, let's say yesterday is ancient.
1: Yeah, this is true. Uh, Forkfighter says, "I ch- the the the, uh, the title is I changed my mind. Be uh, I, I before gave a less than glowing review, but after listening to a great many more episodes, I think I spoke too soon. I think the hosts do a fine job with this podcast. Phil and Mike are both entertaining very much. Phil's vodka episodes are always the best." <laughs> Just when I saw that, I I was sitting in my bed. I start laughing, and my and my wife turns to me. She said, "What's so funny?" And I said, I, "I've never had anybody <laughs> tell me that my vodka drinking episodes are the best." Mike's talk about Sega consoles and games is always interesting. The amount of content is great and has kept me from being bored at work many many times. The recent talk about Dragon Quest games has also been a good listen. So so I'm gonna stop stop right here. This is about halfway through. I, I do want to mention uh actually ironically before i read this like a day or two before i read this i uh i skyped mr minky and i said i got an announcement to make and what was that announcement mr mike the announcement that you were going to be drinking tonight
0: <laughs>
1: no the other announcement mike <laughs> something about dragon quest oh that one
0: okay phil You have finally had enough time away that you have come back and are going to try your good old Dragon Quest 6 out again, and um, I, I see that you have come to the conclusion, it's fact time. Yeah, just gonna, you just can keep that fact handy.
1: Keeping that fact handy, I've actually cut and pasted it into a Word document, stuck it in my Dropbox, so uh, so it's available on all of my devices. And I've edit I've I've deleted everything up to the point where I'm currently at, so that no matter what device I'm on, no matter where I'm at, I can pull up the fact right where I'm at. Um, but uh, yes, my RPG batteries have recharged, and I forget uh, I forget who mentioned this, but I had a blog I was keeping in the forums I've mentioned a few times in the previous shows, uh, and I also keep it on my own personal blog of my gaming activities in Dragon Quest, my adventures in Dragon Quest, and I had Declared that I was completely burned out on the on the series of the JRPG formula, uh, and I needed a break. and I didn't know if I was ever going to come back. and Someone had said, "Just Phil, just take a break, come back in a few months." and Sure enough, they're right. Like uh, here I am a few months later. I'm ready to tackle them again. So um, well, that's
0: after you tried to tackle a bunch of Tales games.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it's that 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 didn't that didn't hurt because I did try to tackle a few Tales games and uh, while the formula change was refreshing at first, all the people moving at once and you having to pause every five seconds, kind of like that whole Baldur's Gate thing and you're trying to go, okay, what strategy should they use? What strategy should they use? Uh, I'm really not, I'm just personally not a huge fan of that formula. It's, I mean, I suffered through it in Baldur's Gate because I like the story. But I'm not a huge fan of that pause-and-play formula where half your party is controlled by AI. But you can stop anytime and give them individual commands. And I don't know. everything's moving at the same – I'm getting too old. Anyways, uh, Fork goes on to say, Finally, if you don't mind spoilers, this is a good podcast to listen to. If you collect RPGs and want to hear a little bit about them before deciding to buy them. I've heard about – I've heard – I've heard about quite a few RPGs through here, and I subsequently decided to purchase. And it's good to hear a little about the story, combat mechanics, and the basic premise of a game, other than reading a review on Amazon, or looking at the back of a box. Anyways, keep up the great work, and I hope there'll be many more episodes to come.
0: Ooh, reading a review on Amazon. That is a dicey prospect.
1: Well, that <laughs> it, it, it is, indeed. Uh, so,
0: some reviewers are good, and some of them like have a clear axe to grind, and have nothing to do with the game whatsoever, but grind it anyway, and... I can't believe that I ordered this off Amazon and it was the PAL version. I am steamed. One star. You suck. <laughs> and that has nothing. That has nothing to do with the game whatsoever. But you will see reviews like that on Amazon. Or I thought this was a totally different game when I, and then I got it for my little girl and look at her now. Look at what she's doing. I can't believe this. I can't believe this could happen. One star. Garbage. Well, <laughs> ah, that, well if, it, if you if you're if you're going off of just the esrb rating for telling you whether a game is good for your child or not then you may not have done enough research on your own sorry to say
1: and you know it's ironic you should mention that mentality because the other comment left this year on april 13th 2015 um by a gentleman named random kill kind of kind of almost reminds me of that kind of mentality he says he only gives two stars And he says, the first seven minutes of this podcast was ruined by the intro music going on on episode 140. Is it really that bad? That's the name of the episode. Which now makes for two episodes ruined by the sound guy. Good work, guys. Listen, guys, you have way too much intro music as it is. I noticed that from the beginning. If it's now creating an issue for you, then do not use it or dump the whole intro thing. I would much rather listen to whatever you guys are talking about than the sound guy struggling to do his job rather badly, I might add. So, this is like... Hi, sound guy. Yeah. Well, first of all, that's me. Thank you very much for hurting my feelings. Uh, no. <laughs> um, so, so this is, as he mentioned, that's episode 140. So, basically, I've done 130... Well, no, because I did do the first 10 episodes. I wasn't here. Uh, I jumped on episode, like, 10 or 11. So, I've 11. done 130 plus, yeah, 130 plus episodes with great sound editing. And, yeah, actually... A couple of our uh, our uh, listeners mentioned uh, the audio issue on the forums, and thank you guys so very much. Um, and I was able to go back because of those suggestions and edit those audit, edit those audio files and re-upload the podcast. So if you head to RP Gamer, if you want a great copy of Backtrack 140, if you like to collect podcasts, if you head over to rpgamer.com and re-download it. Um, it will now have the proper volume set on the the intro. I have no clue what happened. I've done this 139 times uh, or 129 times, and uh, when when somebody pointed out to me, I was like, "No way!" And I went back and listened to it. I was like, "Yes, way! Wow, that really is bad." And so I went back to the original files, cleaned it up. And it's a good uh,
0: thing you got to, it's a good thing you got on this quickly because those files are pretty large, and you tend to delete them after. Two,
1: yeah. Two time- if any of you are ever interested in podcasting, uh, our podcast on the average run, what two and a half hours, Mike <laughs> three. Um, mm, and some of sure. them run a lot longer than that, but the, 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 that means that the raw audio files themselves take up over a gig or so on my hard drive. So, um, yeah, after I get a, a dozen or so of raw files, I got to delete them and I still have the MP3 files. They're 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 always there, but, uh, but once I get rid of the original files, I can't really go back and do a whole lot of... So it's pretty rude by that point if it's stuck. So thank you, guys. I do uh, I do listen to key. Every time I do edit, I do have a day job. This is something I do on the side. Um, so after we record two, two a two, two-and-a-half-hour podcast, I, I put it together, and I can see visually where all the sound is at, um, and I listen to the transitions. I listen to key points, but... You know, it never occurred to me to listen to the first five minutes after the intro music to see if the music kept going on full blast. So it's all fixed now, random kills, so I'd really appreciate it if you go back and give us five stars' because <laughs> I did go back and fix it, just saying, but uh don't rate us on five minutes of podcast. listen to the other two and a half hours, and I think you'll have a really great time <laughs> anyway. so there was a there was a couple of comments there, but I don't want to just focus on those, Mike. We have tweeter comments, and we have forum comments.
0: Oh yes. Well, which do you want to tackle first?
1: Well, let's let's tackle this. Uh, let's ta- hold on. Let me have another drink of my whiskey over here. Mm. Okay, now I'm ready to tackle this Twitter <laughs> comment. This Twitter comment. Oh wow, boy. boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Uh, Whoo! You know, I I think I subconsciously deleted. <laughs> I'm looking for it. I think I subconsciously deleted it. Um, probably should have saved, but I really didn't want to save it. <sighs> But uh, at right. 9, I think it's n n e i g i n. so... Nigen? 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 Yeah. He had a suggestion for us. And we, get a, we get a lot of suggestions here on the RPG bad track, but this one jumped out at us, Mike. Was it because it was a great suggestion? It's a
0: suggestion. It, it is that. It, it triggered some reactions. Some
1: emotional reactions, I understand.
0: You had the suggestion that clearly we need to bump up in the scheduling uh, a full force feature on Idea Factory. For, I think you specifically mentioned this this thing Agarest. Why is that so familiar? Uh, it's almost as if I'm not remembering something. Something buried in the recesses of my mind. But No, that couldn't be. That couldn't be the case. Why would I bury anything in the recesses of my mind? Like no, that, that can't be happening. Um, <clears throat> yes, theoretically, we could have an episode in which I get to speak on the um, un... un What is the... Cr- I'm trying to be neutral here. The unimaginably fascinating, let's go with fascinating
3: yeah. facets
0: of Agarest 1. Of course, to make it inclusionary and complete the way we generally try, I suppose you would want me to play Agarest 0 and Agarest 2, which are supposed to improve what happened in Agarest 1. And yes, you can improve the experience of eating a cow pie. You can put some little... Decorations on it and it can look pretty and you might even be able to put some nice herbs and spices on there to give it a definite flavor. But you'll still be biting into a big cow pie, so what is the appeal here? Why am I supposed to subject myself to more of this particular Idea Factory franchise? And why would I want to go on to try something else by Idea Factory? Like Phil... Aren't you just chomping at the bit to reminisce about Cross-Edge and how wonderful it
1: was? Oh, oh, oh I, I think I, my my, amroids are acting up.
0: I, I'm sure if we had Mr. Apps on right now, we could uh, shoot out those two words, Mujin Souls, that seem to trigger PTSD in him. We could bring out somebody who's played one of the Neptunia games. Uh, apparently, Mr. Apps has started to like sort of, the most recent Neptunia games, so we obviously have to go back a little. But those are the most recent Neptunia games anyway. We would be going back to the roots of Neptunia when Idea Factory was uh, at its purest. The, the essence of Idea Factory. Um.
3: Mm,
0: why are we on this subject? Why did you want to bring this to the fore? <laughs> you know what? Sure, sure. I'm, it will happen someday, but... I have a schedule in mind through the summer, and Idea Factory does not feature in it in any way.
1: Can't imagine why not.
0: I I have other games that I'm going to be playing in the near future that are not Idea Factory, and the odds are incredibly good that I will enjoy them more than Idea Factory. And my free time has shrunk of late. Thus the... Come here, Steam. How much time did I spend with that stupid thing? Come here, Steam. There it is. There it is. No, it's not there because Steam is taking... The 126 hours that I devoted to finishing Agarest, for some reason, I am not eager to spend again on anything Idea Factory related. I can't imagine why. Maybe somebody wants to share with me what 126 hours can also be put towards that is a more useful purpose, and anything short of perhaps having your shovel bludgeon your face repeatedly would be a more useful purpose. But, no, no, me. Uh, uh, see, I got, I got stirred up for no reason whatsoever, because, um, uh... Phil! Didn't I do a review recently? Can't we talk about that?
1: <laughs> After we read all the other comments, Mike! Oh yeah, the, the uh,
0: comments on our last show. We do have but
1: comments on our last show, and... None of, none of them had anything to do with Idea Factory! Uh-uh. No, thank you all very much, those of you who left comments and at the same time did not mention Idea Factory. <sighs> These following comments were found at forums.rpgamer.com where you too can join in on the discussion and talk about your favorite retro RPGs, current RPGs, or even our podcast. It's all at forums.rpgamer.com. So, episode 141, our last episode, was World in My Eyes. And we have a comment here from Dark Lancer, because we were talking about Nina Cooney. And he said, "Ah, now I wish I could have the DS version. Pirate Cat was the best though. Any chance you'll talk about the first Studio Ghibli video game collaboration at some point? Jay Cocoon and its sequel? Interesting that it's also a monster breeding game. Mike, you are in charge of scheduling. What are your thoughts?"
0: Yes, there is a chance. I can't say it'll be soon though. That was not on my radar in any particular sense. It, I can I can kind of put it there, but I do have some other stuff that I need to be playing in the interim, so at at least you've raised its profile for me. How's that? So, what was formerly not much of an idea for a show, yeah, I I think we can do that at some point
1: that's right uh y'all's comments definitely uh talk to mike he's the one who arranges this stuff i produce but he schedules so um if you want to uh if you would like to influence what games we talk about next you want to send your comments over to albert odyssey at hotmail.com or tweet him at jimason that's s-y-n and there uh let's move on we have a comment from tech side he says this was good times i only seen a little bit of and cooney when my brother played it It looked gorgeous and sounded beautiful so seeing 15 minutes made me go man this must be great it was a surprise when i checked the reviews and not so much i'd love to get an english gs version but i'd also love a pony <laughs> i admit that i wouldn't mind an idea factory episode either well oh come on come, come what is this a collaboration mike
0: well, he did backtrack a little bit there. After what we did, oh, not just long the- ago, you remember that. Long, you remember what we did not long ago, don't you, Phil? How much fun we had dredging up those memories. It drove me to drink, Mike. Again, that's not much of an accomplishment. No, not really. No. Maybe if it drove you to drink Everclear or something. Whew. Yeah, um, uh, we are going to wait a little while to to tear off that bandaid. We're going to wait long enough that it will become a scar, so we'll have to rip deep into our skin in order to take out all of the healing that has happened and just let the memories flow like the blood that is gushing from our bodies. There. Yeah, okay, it'll happen, but I will I make no promises about when.
1: Uh, yeah. So, uh Flamethrower says, A translation project for the Nunukuni DS is in progress. No idea whether it will ever finish, and Flamethrower provides a link, a link that you could click on if you were which at we, forums.rpgamer.com. We, you might not
0: want to, because that does involve the somewhat tenuous subject of ROM use.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. You are not going, right. to, be putting,
0: you are not going to be putting this translation onto a legit DS cartridge. So...
1: What if you bought a legit cartridge, but then you downloaded it, patched it, and played it on your computer? That would probably be perfectly legal, but let's face it, most people are not going to do that. So only do that if you're going to do it legally, boys and girls. In all seriousness, uh, I personally am a very big fan of at least supporting the developers who make the game. So please support the developers. I do have a few friends that... That translation patch is not going to
0: bring you the book mr baker was talking about constantly that book cannot be wrong copied sorry mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um
1: yeah so you'll, you'll get the collateral if you buy the game legitimately from one of the um i think you can order it at, well there's a number of websites where you can import games my uh my wife does it all the time because uh, she gets uh, japanese games for psp and i believe the ds is region free but DS PSP. is region free yeah so there's a couple of consoles, and we talk about so you, them here all you the time. You
0: can. You can. You can play your DS Japanese games on your North American DS with no problems. I've done it. And your I PSP. Yeah, and your PSP. They're... Wait. I, yes, but you will not be trying to play your DS games on your PSP or vice versa. That you just can
1: try. But <laughs> and, after
0: you, and after you have broken both of them. Your results will vary. Systems, <laughs> then you will probably be incredibly <laughs> regretful of what you have just done. Why did, why did I try to force this PS force cartridge into the PSP? <laughs>
1: Hold on. Let me have another swig, Mike. This is getting funnier the more I drink here. Mm. Okay. Uh, um, <clears throat> Boondi writes, Mo title. Anyhow, I enjoyed Nino Cooney. I just had fun sitting out my different monsters and leveling them up. Sure.
0: Yeah.
1: Cool. I, I, that
0: is pretty fun. You can't argue with that. I got nothing to say about that. Mm. Do you have
1: something to say about Victor's comments? Like, what do they say? <clears throat> Nino Cooney is in my background. I really shouldn't have paid 50 bucks
0: for it, since copies can be found for 20 or less now. I can speak to this being absolutely accurate. I found the Greatest Hits version complete in a pawn shop for, what was it, 15 bucks? There was also a special collector's edition with book, plush toy, extra in-game familiars, and more! Filthy rich gamers can still get one for $444 on Amazon. Absolutely worth it for some people. Abandoning an RPG at the final boss would drive me crazy. Is the difficulty spike for Nino Kuni's final boss anywhere near as severe as the final boss spike? That Phil seems to remember very well from Strange Journey. I can't imagine why you would remember that well, Phil.
3: mm
0: Hey, all I can
1: tell you is that the game beat me. Yeah, sometimes that happens. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, uh I can't tell you about the final boss in Nino Kuni because I didn't play it that far. <laughs>
0: uh I don't know sure. It's not like you're gonna play through the whole thing anyway at this point, right? That's true.
1: Um, so, uh, well, Gaijin responds and says, it's a tough boss, but it's made tougher by coming in on the tail end of two other nasty boss encounters. You get some help for it, but it's a matter of staying alive long enough for that help to do useful stuff, like revive party members. There will be lots of running involved. Oh, and when we were discussing everything, I forgot to mention one of my, by the way, this is, um, who is Gaijin. This? Gaijin, right. Um, I forgot to mention one of my favorite bits of puzzles from the book. The most powerful spell in the game is listed with the rest of the rune section, but there's a catch. Instead of the usual diagram, it's a connect-the-dots puzzle with almost 40 dots. There's a series of side quests in the DS game that culminates in the quest giver, finally remembering the right order of numbers to connect together in order to get the proper rune shape. So it sounds like it is An- a Another
0: thing that is really hard to put into... Uh, to take out of the book... I would say.
1: Hmm. Hey, Mike, we have gotten some... uh, While we're reading the comments live, I've been getting some tweets. Wow, this is exciting. This is like we're in the 21st century because while we're recording, we're getting live and active tweets. We are not in the 21st century until we have flying cars and hoverboards. woo They were promised to me. Joshua Carpenter, at Jscarp, E at the end, writes... After Last Show, glad to know I'm not the only one that didn't like Ninikuni. Such a disappointment. It was cool to hear about the DS version. Such a shame that the PS3 th- uh, version was as good. Was Wasn't as good. as good I think. Wasn't as good, yeah, probably. And the Ninikuni battle system was hot garbage. Didn't know whether it was a turn-based or action and so it was just terrible. Yeah, I wanted to love Ninikuni, but the battle system drove me to quit 20 hours in. After your show, I don't regret it.
0: See, th- this is what we do, as we re- as we recall from last episode, everybody. The general consensus of the mainstream reviews was certainly not as mm, informed as our take. Now, was it? Mm-mm-mm. Nope.
1: But of course, uh, now did we? Did we actually have a site review that one? I don't know if we ever discussed that. We yeah. do have a site review no. that.
0: That would have been from Mister Adrian
1: Denauden. And he gave it a three point five. It's generally a. a a good score.
0: That is a good score, but remember that Adrian is... He he will generally not play through something unless he likes it. So, if he played through it and only gave it a 3.5, I seem to remember he did have
1: issues with it. Yeah, he, uh, he, he felt that the White Witch arc cheapened the story. He felt that the normal battles were pretty dull, and that catching familiars is totally random. Which, I know that ticks me off. In Dragon Quest, I think it's 5, where... I mean, it just felt I was looking forever for a freaking was it a slime night or a super slime or whatever it was, and uh, after two hours of trying to find the blaze slime, I looked up the FAQ and it said you need to go to this area, walk around. Oh, by the way, completely random and that chance not very high. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 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 exactly. Uh, so. um okay i think that's all the comments i'm, I'm just double checking my i th- my, have to keep checking my my tweeter feed because boy they were just kind of pouring in for a minute there but uh yeah that's all i have if, if i get some late breaking tweets i'll i'll jump in and mention those but uh, you can tweet me at jc servant and uh you can share your thoughts about a previous podcast or ask your questions for future podcasts uh when it comes to retro gaming of course if you've got questions about rpgs in general and you would like to have those read well guess what we have a new podcast that's got your back right mike
0: yeah (laughs) mr apps is not here to to fully tout it because he is of course the host fittingly since he hosted q a as a column for so long but What's what's it called mike
1: Q and a quest i think Q, Q and a, something quest i'm like looking on the website i'm like oh wait a minute <laughs> we have active, active topical banter rpg backtrack and rpg ghast all in the same group but i guess we haven't made a little link on the side yet for for uh, Q and a quest but it is on itunes because i've been listening to it i just finished the fourth the, uh, the fourth episode at work today so um yeah anyways you can you can write your questions and comments in if you have just RPG questions in general or questions about our modern games. Of course, when it comes to the retro games, though, that's our territory, isn't it, Mike? Pretty much.
0: It's a territory we, we haven't even fair. come close to going through every retro game yet, so... We've, we've got plenty of material for the mill yet.
1: A hundred and forty some episodes. And I remember having that conversation with you when we started this a long, long, long <laughs> time ago. It feels like a very long time. I think it's some of the war- bad games that makes this feel so long. But <laughs> and I remember saying, Gosh, you know, we're scheduling these shows so far ahead. What happens when we run out of run out of games? Uh
0: well you you have told me that through your wise planning operations there is no fourth digit for our numbers, so we will not hit episode 1000. That will probably be, serve as an ending point. Whenever episode 9, 999 would be, uh, and at the current rate we're going, that would hit probably around 2035 or 2040, who knows. At which point we will all be playing RPGs on our eyeballs at, anyway. Our
1: eyeballs? They're just the games will be in our heads. What the hell? Well, yeah,
0: we're just going to stick all of our cell phone apparatuses inside of our ears, and then we hope that nobody punches us in the ear, because that'll really hurt then. But otherwise, it'll be pretty convenient. That's too fun.
1: So, all right, well, let's talk about our next show. We do have another show coming up eventually in hopefully a couple of weeks, give or take. We do. We do.
0: Actually, two things could be our next show, and it all depends upon which one gets recorded first. One is something that we were going to record a little bit ago, and it kind of got derailed by troubles. That'll be Crystallis, and we might just do that and sometime soon. We'll find out. And after Crystallis, we'll be doing this thing that a lot of people seem to like, this, this Persona thing but it's not the Persona One or Persona Two. What number comes after Two, Phil? Ooh, it's Three. Okay, you put those two together. You get Persona. You put Persona and you put Three together. What do you get?
4: Persona
0: Three. That sounds about right. I think that might be. That will be very soon, in fact.
3: Yeah.
1: And very big.
0: Most likely. Yeah. Apparently, there's, apparently there's a lot to say about it.
1: Big big stuff. Wait, wait. Oh my gosh. The tweeties just, just don't stop. We got another one. Uh, Joshua says it's the Yakuza at this episode, right? That ought to be a fun episode with some Sega bashing to boot. Well, we, we definitely had some bashing going on. Uh, but we spent more time focusing on the Yakuza this time around. Um, oh. Well, yeah, that that's
0: kind of part and parcel of things after, say, nineteen ninety three or so. If you talk about Sega, you have to go into Sega, why? Why? Mm. Actually, actually, I should say 1993 or so, because 95 was the Saturn launch, and 94 was the 32X launch. Oh, you remember that, right, Phil? Mm. That, oh, yeah. yeah that, sure. that was such a wonderful
1: idea, the 32X. Was that the big gizmo that went into my Genesis? Yes, that looked like a big mushroom on oh, top of yeah, it. Oh yeah, big mushroom cloud. Oh yeah, yeah, I had one of those. remember, remember the nerd that, took it out. That was the best investment of ten dollars I got from a yard sale.
0: And the nerd got it for two bucks, so that means you might have been overpriced. I might have.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, let's uh so unfortunately most of our guests had a. we were running a little Legend Sync stuff where we talk about Wait, I promised we were gonna talk about what's going on with the site. So let's do let's do this. If you head over to RPGamer Oops, sorry, I might sound a little distant there with my microphone for a second. If you head over to rpgamer.com, dot uh, you will find a tons of news and reviews and articles uh, about role playing games. We are solely focused on role playing right. games. And, and let,
0: let, let me look. I'm, I'm going to reload the page afresh to see what I get, and I get uh, both an Omega Quintet ad because, you know, that big Idea Factory logo like, on there is so enticing. I know, we're
1: trying to get away from Idea Factory, and as soon as we load our webpage, it's, like, in our face. And, um, the Warner Archive wants
0: me to visit, which I actually might do, because the Warner Archive has good stuff, but that is completely unrelated to video games.
1: Right, oh, are you kidding? Because uh, I I had to jump in here for the Palms in Las Vegas. Book now, rates from $59, Sunshine included. For-
0: mm, oh, Play Free, League of League of Angels. There's this there's this animated lady looking at me saying,
1: "I need a hero." Oh yes, and and she she's so, so fair-skinned and um, shall we say blessed? Um, yeah. <laughs>
0: no downloads necessary.
1: None at all. Play for
0: free. She appears to have incredibly ornate uh earrings. I can't see any signs of those being full headpieces, so wow. That is the size of <laughs> What is that? That whoa! A huge whoa! We
1: accidentally clicked on it, and wow! I won't say what was popping out of my face, but whoa! I'll I'll leave that to y'all's active imagination. Anyway, so we have a we have a number of uh, reviews, including one for the uh, Idea Factory game that we mentioned before. Uh, spoilers, uh, because this is the RPG Backtrack and we do spoil everything. The review score is under a 5.0. Just what? good. Yeah, out of 5.
0: What a, what a shock!
1: I know. Where is this coming from? I know. An Idea Factory game. Go figure.
0: Yeah, well, Mr. Fuller, my hat goes up. If I wore a hat, it would go off to you. I generally don't wear a hat, so I can't do that, but I can say kudos to you, good sir. I'm sure... The karma you have earned will pay off at some point in your life.
1: We have a review of Shimigami Tensei Devil Survivor 2 Record Breaker, we've, which we've mentioned on our show numerous times because it is a because we port. No, we we, we
0: we mentioned it because we predicted that it would be announced. That's right, America. That's right. That
1: they we, made it because we predicted it. <laughs>
0: Sadly, some of our other predictions have yet to come true,
1: but but they're working on it. They're working
0: on they it. Okay absolutely sega is working
1: hard on something that's right we have a review of this bloodborne game i have no idea what the hell that is so i'm closing that one and then we have a review of uh a much more interesting game called uh ease six the arc of nepotism you did that deliberately i know right did you pick (laughs) up on that i did oh okay it was it was a little subtle, so I had to
0: work. But I know,
1: I, I, I thought maybe you were drinking whiskey too, and that maybe it would slip by you.
0: No, no. I, actually, well, in Cinco de Mayo. I should probably drink something. Celebrate <laughs> celebrate the Mexican heritage, right?
1: Right, right. So, um, this uh, this uh, well, wait, wait, before I jump in, that one last thing is there is an article about Van Helsing's third adventure totally jumping the shark here because it's a newer series and a newer game but guys uh my wife swears by it if you like action rpgs go check out the first two games are already on steam we have an article about the third one on our site so go and read that now let's jump back to ease because that's more rpg backtrack that's an older series mike please tell me what is ease the arc of nepotism is is that like? Because I see like ease. I'm looking down the list of ease games for sale, I see one, two. F- what is what is uh, E6? The arc of nepotism. And how is it different from let's say the first game that I played?
0: Well, this is the first ease game that was made in the current millennium. It originally came out in 2003 on the PC, and then it was ported by Konami to the to the PS2, and I to, by somebody else the PSP. Although apparently that version is plagued by god awful load times, so. Good luck with that if you want it. And this is the first Ease game in which... Well, no, it's not the first Ease game with an attack button, but it is the first Ease game that was designed particularly for the modern Windows PC from the start. And I can tell you that it moves very cleanly. It moves very prettily. Sure, it's 12 years old, but that doesn't stop it from having very nice sprite work. And by Ease standards, it's a decent story. I was interested throughout even if the bad guy is named Ernst, which is not the most intimidating of names around. And there's just something fun about slashing through things in a hurry, ripping them all to shreds, and scooping up their luscious experience points through the carnage. And this is an ease game that gets that right. It moves about as fast as the older games, and XSeed did a lot of good work getting it ready for its English PC release. So if you want to support XSeed, if you want more ease games, get it. I really don't see you regretting it, unless you don't like any action RPGs ever, in which and in that case, you probably weren't interested in the first place.
1: So so I played the first one on my PSP.
0: Th- this one does have an attack button.
1: Oh, okay, jump. because I think in PSP, I just ran into people. I can't remember if there was an attack button or not. Yep,
0: you did. first The first two games and the fourth game, well, the original fourth game, that's what you did. But here, you've got an attack button, and you can jump. And you can do a couple of attacks while you're jumping that are different from your standard slashing thing. And you get three swords that you can switch between with the shoulder button at any time, and they each have a different magic attack in case you get sick of just whacking things with your sword all the time. And there is an escort mission with stupid AI companions, but since you can heal them when you heal yourself, it's not too bad. And when that's one of the worst things I can say about it, oh, the dash jump is a pain in the butt to get working, but it's never mandatory. Uh yeah, so is it, this it, more you,
1: fun than the first one? Because I got kind of bored. I thought so.
0: Okay. Chris, then again, the first one is pretty damn short. You can finish the, thir- the first one in three or four hours if you try. Hey,
1: okay, I think I got bored before that happened. <laughs>
0: it sounds like it.
1: Yeah. Cool. So you can read the full review over at rpgamer.com. Ease 6, The Arc of Nepotism on the PC. And if you like what you see, this is the kind of game for you can always buy it over at GOG.com because they have it over there. Um, as you guys know, I'm a big, huge fan, and I keep pimping them every chance I get. And they do have a lot of RPGs over there. Oh, my gosh, so many RPGs, and they're all DRM-free. Um, that game is $20 over at GOG.com. I think it's the same price over at Steam unless one of them has a sale. So they did when they originally had this out. They had a sale. They've also got Ease One and Two Chronicles, which is a game I have on the PSP. They have Ease Origin. Now, what's Ease Origin? Is that different than Ease One?
0: That is different.
1: That,
0: that is set centuries before Ease One. Oh, And geez. it doesn't. It doesn't even have Adel in it. it oh my gosh! I'm getting a characters. headache.
1: All right, all right. Is the gameplay more exciting than Ease One?
0: It's pretty much the same as Ease Six. You can jump. You have an attack button. You several different attacks based on what your current equipment is. So, yes, it is somewhat more sophisticated than bump at an angle into the enemy.
1: Okay, cool. And they also have um, of course, EE's Arc of Nepotism, so all of that over there. Anywho, uh, let's move on. Speaking of um, speaking of GOG.com, they have Chroma Squad that just came out, a tactical RPG. Do we have a review for that yet? I know one of our guys is playing it. But I don't I remember seeing a review. I remember seeing a review. Gosh, now I'm drawing like a blank. Anyways, I don't one. Uh, yeah, I, I remember having a conversation in our staff channel um, about it. So I know someone, oh, they kickstarted it. <laughs> it doesn't mean they actually did a review for it, but they enjoyed it. <laughs> and uh, so it's a tactical RPG about five stun actors who decide to quit their jobs and start their own Power Rangers and inspired TV show. Uh, you get to cast actors, purchase equipment and upgrades for your studio, craft weapons and giant mechas out of cardboard and duct tape so it's hilarious it sounds hilarious, it sounds awesome according to, I forget who it was that was talking to me in the staff channel, they said that the gameplay itself is a little simplistic, but they love the charm. It's 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 definitely, and the reason why I bring up an RPG backtrack being an older game or a newer game is that it has an old school uh, retro look in the tactical RPG combat. Uh, actually, looking at the screenshots, looks like something you'd see often an, in uh, an NES or an SNES. So you have to go and check that out Chroma, uh, scr- Chroma Squad. It's actually gotten 4.5 stars out of th- from 36 voters over at GOG.com. So lots of good RPGs out there Just know to look Um, I put it on my wish list I'm going to buy it on sale
0: Or uh, you can do what certain people do And religiously buy
1: every Idea Factory game Because you're just that oh crazy uh. <laughs> Anywho, uh, let's see here Okay, now we're at the kitchen sink area Where each one of us talks about What we're doing, what's on our mind What's on our hearts <laughs> Whatever uh, So Mike, <laughs> what are, what's up with you lately, bud? What's going on?
0: Uh you mean aside from Yakuza? Yeah, aside from Yakuza. Uh, and, and aside from E six.
1: And aside from E six. Uh
0: well I did finish Crystalis and I didn't mention it last time, but since we're gonna be talking about it in the near future, I I don't know. What what can I say about it <laughs> that I won't be saying in the near future. That's uh, true.
1: I mean we're all about spoilers here, but when it's a spoiler on our old show. Yeah, we're we're gonna be talking about it. I'm
0: I'm not gonna tell you what I'm gonna tell you and then tell you what I told you. Hmm. Like I wouldn't like I would in a paper. Uh, Well, what does that leave? Um, I guess that leaves a couple of weeks ago when a friend and I had an awesome session of uh, playing some Mario Kart 8 and wondering, how can Lakitu be in the race while he's also fishing you out of the drink every time you fall off the course? Isn't that a conflict of interest in some way? Uh, We played... I, I beat Mega Man 2 for the first time in my life. It was fun. I'm not eager to do it again anytime wow, soon. Wow! Mega Man Two. I admit I used the uh, the Wii to do it. It was not an original NES because I never owned Mega Man Two on an original NES. But it's something I'm glad I've done. Oh and... yeah,
1: yeah. That's a that's a. I thought that was a pretty good. I thought the two was good. I, I'm trying to go through my memory here because I played <laughs> all of the. Well. Like the first six. I know there was like a seven, eight, and then there was the nine on the PlayStation 3, which I tried and kept getting my butt kicked so I gave up on. It seemed to me they were trying a little too hard to make it old-school hard. Whereas, I got through the original Mega Man's without too much difficulty. The odd boss here and there that was uh, a little unbalanced, but, uh, you know, not the difficulty spikes, whatever you want to call it. But, I mean, for the most part, phew, I got through most of those games without an FAQ or anything else. <laughs>
0: Uh, what else did we play? I watched him play a little of Bloodborne since it's a one-player. Well, you, you you aren't doing two players on the same console. Let's put it that way. So I I basically watched him get his butt handed to him by some nasty boss in or uh, was he? it was on a rooftop a a dark night snowy rooftop? That's all I remember right now. Um, and we played that uh, that thing that thing where we were characters who shoot arrows at each other and can jump on our heads, and uh, I don't remember what it was called, and that's going to tick me off, but we played it. We definitely played it. (laughs) And I guess that leaves me mentioning You, you messaged me while I was watching this movie the other day, Phil. The Wonderful Kids. Remember all the
1: wonderful subject matter it has? Oh, yeah. You know, when you mentioned this movie called Kids to me, I'm like, Ooh, you know, I'm all about family entertainment Hold on, let me, before I say that again Let me take another swig mm. I am all about family entertainment And uh, and so, yeah, kids, that sounds awesome That sounds kid-friendly So I went and checked it out And boy, let me tell you what, boys and girls Yeah Now, just go and Google it up Kids movie We you gave a link? Oh, 1995 yeah. yeah, that should be enough
0: yeah, the opening scene is our, um, sure, let's call him our hero. His name is Telly, and he's trying to have sex with a virgin. He's about 16, 17, and I don't know what she sees in him, because he looks like he weighs about 90 pounds, and half of that seems to be the baggy pants he likes to wear, because he's got a stupid baggy look on. Ah, uh, and what do you know? He He does have sex with the virgin. Ooh. And then he goes out with his friend Casper, and he's, Saying how awesome it was to Casper, and Casper has to go to the bathroom, so he just does it on right up there on the street. Isn't that awesome? And then Casper, Casper snatches a bottle of something from a, a corner store while Telly is busily distracting the owner. And they—they're thieves too, aren't they? These wonderful characters. Yes, they are. And
1: <laughs> that's just the beginning. Yeah, that sounds—that sounds mind-blowingly.
0: It doesn't this sound wholesome?
1: It just sounds I mean wholesome, wholesome. I meant wholesome. Absolutely. I actually, doesn't it sound hilarious? Uh it does. It does sound hilarious. Absolutely.
4: Are you a booger in a fart? You don't need to call me. Wow. Don't call me. I'm with Scott right now. Don't call me.
1: Wow. Wow. Well, boys and girls, we're having some audio issues. We'll get that cleared up. <laughs> yeah, thought, that was funny. I thought I was one drinking Congratulations.
4: Um, I didn't actually hear any of your conversation, but I'm looking and him like, don't call me! I'm right here! Wow. Scott, Sam. Scott and I share a rig when we're together. We have to podcast together. Hi, Mike! I so, saw your text message. It's okay. I'm not upset.
1: So through the miracle of modern technology and type space continuums and things like that, we've managed to pull Sam and Scott back into the show, because we thought they were gone, and now they're back. So, uh... We'll continue wrapping up with our final lap here. Um, Mike, anything else you want to share?
0: That should do it, I think. Everybody can go check out that and be astonished that you did. You'll just feel so happy, I'm sure.
1: Okay. Well, uh, not to put you on the spot, but hey, Scott, is there anything you would like to add to this liquor-infused final lap uh, segment of our show?
4: We were in Disney.
1: Yeah. yeah, tell us about that. So so, so Scott and Marshmallow went off to, was it Disneyland or Disney World? Disney World. World, World which, if y'all didn't know this, a little part of Phil's history is that uh, I worked there for seven or eight years. Uh, that's where I met Shirley. And uh, yeah, we worked at the All-Star Resorts uh, for the most part. I did do a couple of days in the theme parks, but I mostly worked in hotels checking in and out.
4: That's kind of cute, actually.
1: It was actually a lot of fun. I mean, I, it was a 1920-room hotel, and nothing I've worked in since then has come even close to that. So it's, it's definitely an experience. But let's talk about your experience. So tell us about your getaway.
4: Oh, it was nice. It was good to relax and get away. Um, they opened a new ride at the Magic Kingdom, Phil. It took us three hours to get on because they weren't doing fast passes that day. Ooh. Also, it was broken. Also, it Ooh. broke every couple... Minutes every couple minutes, so that was kind of interesting. But we did actually get on it. Which is oh, called so what Seven was it? Minecart. What was it? You're keeping me in suspense. It's called the uh,
2: the... Seven, the Seven Dwarfs, dwarfs. Mine Cart, uh, which is a roller coaster slash um, fun, fancy, fun, new new wave uh, animatronics where you have a animated face projected onto um, the stuff, onto the figure. So you'll you'll do a few loops and stuff, and then. You can, and and then it stops, and you see like a little scene of the dwarves mining, and then you drop again, and then it's you know. The it's dance also kind party. of a
4: unique roller coaster in that because you're in a minecart, it sways back and forth
2: it's got a lot while of you're
4: while you're actually on it to kind of replicate that feeling of you know being in a mine. It was pretty cool actually. Once we did get on it, but I was in a lot of pain that day. Let me tell you. Otherwise, it was good. We stayed at the. Port Orleans Resort. uh, Oh,
1: that is a nice resort.
4: We stayed at the Riverside. It was wonderful. Um, I I had a really good time. We also went to Fake Canada for dinner. All the Canadian staff made fun of the Americans because they would ask for Corona when the whole point of being in a bar in Epcot is you ask for whatever the culture is that you're You ask for the local
2: because they only offer the The local. local And then you get a whole bunch of, Bel- of Belgian-American uh, craft brew fusions from Unibrew, which is fun.
4: Oh, that was hilarious. The lady was saying, like, they couldn't pronounce half the names of them because they're from Quebec. And they asked, like, what's this poutine thing? It's poutine. Get it right. It's
2: cheese and fries. It's cheese and awesome.
4: fries. And everyone just looking like don't, I don't get it. And then the lady was also explaining, like, to regular Canadians, we had to explain that this was not correct poutine.
2: Because it's, it's cheddar, not fresh curd.
4: Yeah. So that was kind of interesting. Yeah, we had a good vacation. We I, I actually played some games once in a blue. I mostly played a lot of Story of Seasons. I'm going to have a review up for that hopefully soon. I'm actually almost done. Oh. And I've also been playing X-Cave 2. So the other one, that the, the sequel to the game that Mike played that he found really, really boring, I find it asinine and crap, and we will probably be giving it a lower score when I finish it.
0: Is it longer? Because I think it's, I was it is longer.
4: About... It is longer. Oh, you're so it, lucky. It's fifty dungeons, and I think I'm only at like twenty one. But but hilariously, the, the the only plus this game is getting is that you can actually watch the ending on the front screen. <laughs> <laughs> You've technically completed it. You can review it now. I actually might do that. You never know. If you see it, a review it... for it early, that's probably why I finally was just like, This game <laughs> is the same every time and I'm sick of doing the exact same thing every time with really unbalanced difficulty for each stage. Like, I reread your review as I was playing it, and I was like, "Part of the reason he's like I it a 100% 20. right.
0: <laughs> I, don't, I gave it a 2 because I was done with it pretty fast. If it more than tripled in length, I would not be that generous.
4: Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it's gonna get a lower score from me easily. It might even get a 1, which I don't hand those out too often. Ouch. But I'm, but I'm very tempted because, like, if you read Mike's review of the first game, guys, X Cave 2 plays the exact same way, but worse. <laughs> worse. And it's longer. And it's $10. Like, I, I don't understand how the publisher thought this game was worth ten dollars. I, I am so I am many baffled.
0: With $10. Well
4: that's just it. It's like when I think of other eShop games out there um, that you can get for under ten bucks. Like, you know, I liked Adventure Bar Story. I would gladly pay the $5 Circle asked me for over $10 for this piece of crap. And you know what? Adventures Bar Story is probably a longer game and not as repetitive. <laughs> I got to do stuff. All I do in this game is walk up to the dudes and hack at them and maybe use magic with really <laughs> awkward controls. Like, why is there no pause button? Who thought That's that a was question. a great idea?
0: Someone, someone who was an idiot.
4: And also, I've been playing a non-RPG, and I'm actually having a lot of fun playing a non I'm playing Dead Space for the first time, and all I do is scream a lot because it's a zombie space game. Like, Scott will walk in the room, and be like, why are you sc- Oh, you found that monster, and he's, like, trying to eat your face. I get it. <laughs> Carry on with your screaming. <laughs> but I didn't bring that to Disney because I think that would have gave me nightmares on the happiest place on Earth. I don't want to go back to Disney. Can we go back to Disney? No,
2: because no. if we will, we'll, I will beat a child to death. Actually, no, I will beat a parent to death with their child.
4: We we met a lot of really bad parents. I'm oh yeah, surprised. yeah.
1: I had the pleasure of checking them in. I just, yeah. You are probably
4: happy that you got to stand behind the desk and watch them go more times.
1: <laughs> I'm like doing the princess day anyway. Bye
4: bye. Have fun with your little hellions. Uh... Bye. Admittedly, I, I will tell a good story. So, on my last day there, um, I was in a bathroom. There was a little girl singing at the top of her lungs. Uh, Guess which let song? it go. Guess
2: which song? The only song that matters to children right now.
4: Yeah, they, she was singing. I let never it go. need to hear it again. And all I kept thinking Not to myself ever. is, "Man, if people are having poops right now, they really are letting it go." <laughs> and she was just at the top of her. Lungs. I was like, "Let it go." And I'm, and I'm just giggling to myself. I'm like, I feel sorry for everyone who's taking a dump right now. <laughs> But it was was awkward, but kind of funny at the same time. Because, like, apparently little kids, man, they only know Princess Anna and Princess Elsa. No other princess matters, man. I don't even like Anna and Elsa. I don't. I don't think they're interesting. I mean, I get that Elsa's kind of like an X-Men, but she doesn't have a lot of personality. Team Bell, Team Bell, all the way.
0: I keep learning how popular Frozen is, and I just don't quite understand. Sure, it was fun, but it wasn't that great compared to everything else Disney has done.
2: Yeah, but there's a legion of eight-year-olds where that's their first one. Also, and I mean, it, it, it's like your first doctor. You, you never really let that one go.
4: And oh no-
2: shit! I said it.
4: <laughs> and not just not just that. I mean, let's face it; these are a legion of little girls who have the choice between two princesses, no less, in one movie. That doesn't happen very often, right? Like they no, don't know they don't know a lot of the classic princesses. And yes, some of those princesses are kind of lame, like Snow White and Cinderella. But then you got some pretty cool ones, like Merida from Brave, and... I'm sorry, I like Belle, but that's just me. I'm a library lady.
0: I like Jasmine.
4: Yeah, yeah, I like Jasmine, too. Jasmine's pretty hardcore. She tells people as it is. I don't want to do the screw you. I I like Leia, but that's me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she's now a Disney princess. She counts. That is. She counts. She counts. Wait till she gets her own children's movie. I would yeah. be down for such a thing. D- Disney's all about the spinoffs now. We'll probably get one. I, th- I think the only game you've been playing but is. But not Phoenix, with right.
2: Trank. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah.
4: He's only been playing Phoenix, right? That's what he played on the trip. And he played We'll Fight for Food, but he's not going to talk about that because we're review. doing a review for it. We might also do a video impression if we have some time because I think that could be fun. Making really bad decisions and having bad things happen to Honestly, our Honestly, we could man. do
2: a full Let's Play commentary because it's like a two hour game. It's true, we could do
4: that. We'll figure something out. We, we can... I have lots of review games on tap, so I'm kind of like trying to tell Mac politely I don't want any more till I finish the three I have. Ah, games, so many games.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely gonna hit a vermin too as soon as I'm done with some Yakuza. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and uh, the, I hope the other thing I, 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 I want to mention as a big shout out is Feng Shui Two. The PDF is now available for retail. I got my backer copy. Um, Feng Shui Two is the Hong Kong action movie role playing game of kicking butt and. Um,
4: you can be a maverick cop or a dragon. Yeah, yeah,
2: kicking butt or kicking butt and doing crazy things that are awesome.
4: And Scott's just proud of himself because his name's actually in the book. I'm in the book. Play, he was a play tester for it. <laughs>
2: Nice Well well, my name's probably in it a few times Like I think uh, I I haven't read much of it But I'm pretty sure if you hit the car chase example rules It's all me
4: Let's put it this way Scott's very lucky Most people don't know this But he does work for Robin D. Laws And by work I mean just show up up at his house And have fun
2: And then occasionally drink his beer
4: And they play games (laughs) Robin usually is making a game, and he has a bunch of you know little cronies that come in. They play games. They come up with crazy stuff. He leaves internet quotes of stupid things they've said throughout the evening, and it's adorable. I get good entertainment out of it because I get to try to figure out who has said what because I know all the people. I don't Other think you've than the met one person, Paul, I don't met Paul and Chris, but I can usually figure out if it's you, no, Justin, or Rachel. Pra- you, you've met Chris. I don't remember big big furry guy oh, wait, who's yes, at I the have. game
2: table. Yes, yeah. I
4: have. So I know everybody but Paul, and I can usually figure out who's who. Usually. So it's pretty great. So yes, go go pick up Feng, feng Shui 2. Yes. I want to play it myself, but you know, well, we need you to f- find people to play it.
2: With. I, I need a group for it, and Sam, I'm sorry, but you have to play a transformed crab. Your, to- your signature ability is scuffle.
4: <laughs> okay! I'm cool with that. Oh, oh, by the way, we went to Simpsons Land in Universal. It was real, Mike. Wow. Big, Big Pink, the donut, is real. You could get one. Mm-hmm. There was a
0: yeah. donut. Mm-hmm. They,
4: they had. I kid mm-hmm. you not.
0: The donut. They
4: had. Most Tavern, Krusty Burger, <laughs> Lardy Lad Donuts, and the Deaf Brewery, all in a square.
2: And and the Quickie Mart.
4: And the Quickie Mart. And Scott and I hit up all of those things, and we were like little giddy school children. I was really mad that we went into Most Tavern. They the flaming moe does not exist. That is a severe
0: of, missed opportunity.
4: I'm pretty sure oh, I actually sure serving scissorb as a beverage is <laughs>
2: illegal.
4: It's probably illegal. I mean, they
2: wouldn't let me walk across the bar with two beers in my hand. I had to I'm get a little bit. Sure.
4: But you know what? They had a love tester in it. Uh, I learned I'm lukewarm. Scott's a hot tamale. <laughs> it is. You're married. You stop that. Actually, I had to probably allow you to do it because whatever. <laughs> Stuff. So, yeah, final lap. We did that. It's a thing. It's the things we did.
1: <laughs> totally <That laughs> is. That is very awesome. I love awesome. you guys. Very awesome. So, yeah, uh... Simpsons so, Land.
4: It's so, cool.
1: uh, Scott. Uh, yeah. okay. So I'm pretty sure you were with Marshmallow doing all this crazy crap. But did yeah. you play any role-playing games or do anything on the site or anything you want to no. share?
2: Uh, no. I mean, I've got stuff coming up. Review of Will Fight for Food. Um...
1: What's Will Fight for Food?
2: Uh, well, Will Fight for Food, uh, sellout, Super Sellout Edition, game. Uh, super Sellout Game of the Hour Edition is an indie, is a uh, t- is a PC title from our friends at Pyrodactyl, and it is about an <laughs> out-of-work uh, pro wrestler um, literally just uh, running around his old uh, stomping grounds, helping people out through a complex system of dialogue trees, or just punching them.
4: Okay. It's kind of interesting. You should actually go watch the trailer. It's, it's kind of amusing to watch that. Really, a lot of it can just be resolved by brawling people. Yeah. <laughs> violence is a great solution. Oh well, yes. Well, that's what RPGs generally teach us, right? <laughs> and that a blood-spattered
2: hobo is the most expedient means of solving your problems. You just tell him to do it, and it gets done. Well, Pretty that's much funny.
1: Uh, Scott, if memory serves, uh it wasn't very long ago, probably right before you left, that you guy that you also wrote something else for the site though, about a pen and paper, dungeon drive oh, or something or other.
2: Yeah, I I reviewed uh d and D fifth edition adventure, Horde of the Dragon Queen. Um oh no, that was that was Rise of Tiamat, which doesn't have a fun pun I can make about it, but it's terrible. Rot. It it's terrible.
4: Yeah, it it was not fun. I, I had to listen to him complain about how you kick the door down and that's all you do.
2: Oh, you, you just do whatever the man in the shiny hat tells you.
4: So, great tabletop game, guys. Do what the, shiny, the man with the shiny hat tells you. Go for broke.
2: Oh, and then die at the end because they didn't balance the goddamn encounter even a little. I don't care that you're fighting a demon goddess dragon lady. You You balance your damned encounter.
3: Yeah.
1: That seems to be a big I mean, with uh, I play a lot of the Paizo Avenger Paths, and it just seems like somewhere along the way, they really don't ever test their encounters <laughs> to see whether well, or not... You have to
2: generate six a year regardless because that's your revenue stream, so playtesting kind of happens.
4: Well, I mean, you did playtest some of 5e, and then you guys sent it back and said, your game is broken, please fix it. Like, that was kind of embarrassing. There's Robin D. Laws and the gaming group, and they're playing it, and everyone's just like Robin. This game sucks. It's not fun to play. Robin took all the feedback and sent it to them, and they ignored it. And they ignored it because you know, whatever.
2: Good luck getting something done at first at first level, kids.
4: <laughs> but yeah, and <laughs> we. And yes, that, that's about it. And you played Phoenix Wright, which you liked. I'm
1: playing some Phoenix Wright. It's, it's still Phoenix Wright. It's pretty good. Well, I mean, uh, and that's disappointing. I was actually looking forward to that module. Even though I played Pathfinder, I was considering purchasing it and just modifying it a little bit to work with the Pathfinder gaming system. Oh, uh,
2: in that case, Phil, spoiler warning, Princes of the Apocalypse, also terrible.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's got everything so far. They, they keep sending us stuff. I and- blame Greg Tito. He's a nice man.
1: Yeah, he's
2: a nice man, but he keeps sending me terrible stuff. He
1: keeps sending you the stuff even though you give it bad reviews and crap.
4: It's okay, the Shadowrun people also do that. They but, do. But they're actually really friendly. Like, they actually are appreciative of Scott giving the, the game's bad scores. Because hey, they actually read the I reviews. I did my
2: best to be fair to Shadowrun, and Shadowrun failed me for being
4: Shadowrun. Shadowrun.
1: Oh, jeez. <laughs>
4: Yeah, it, it was it was kind of painful. Uh. But they were really nice; like they were super happy with the negative feedback because they really? were like, "We can use this." They were wow. really happy because everybody's just like, "Oh, Shadowrun, it's perfect." And then, like, I was reading the comments for it, and they were just really nice to you; like, they weren't even mean. They were appreciative. It was all the fans being like, "This guy doesn't know what he's talking about. He's an idiot." And the but Shadowrun even people, even some were like, of the eh. fan,
2: even even some of the Facebook conversations were like, "Well, he tried." And I'm like, no. no the Well, I, they tried, but I tried, but the game clearly didn't.
4: It's like... <laughs> <sighs> and here's the thing. He's, he's heartbroken because I've been playing Shadowrun Returns on my PC.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. I'm actually enjoying it. <laughs> but that's because it's... It doesn't seem to have the crappy Shadowrun rules in it. It's just borrowing like the setting and the characters, which yeah, Scott also opposed, hates. Yeah,
2: the crappy setting and the crappy characters.
4: <laughs> but you know what? I'm enjoying it. I like the dialogue system. It's been kind of fun to noodle around with so far. He just sees that me every time I play it. I'm just like la la la. I've got my crazy street samurai lady. She rolled lady. a
1: cyber elf just to annoy.
2: No,
4: her. I didn't do an elf. I mean, you I even... feel
1: validates as I kickstarted that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank I am you, Sam. It.
4: Well, you know what? The the expansion won our game of the year, and Scott cried a little bit. Now he's going to be upset if Bastion doesn't win again this year.
2: (laughs) We have the opportunity (laughs) to give it to Bastion again. We're doing it. (laughs) Making it happen.
4: So yeah. There you go.
1: uh as for uh as for myself as I mentioned earlier I'm jumping back into Dragon Quest 6 this time with an FAQ at hand because that game is just too open ended for its own good I swear. Uh but uh my 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 plans to jump back into that and knock that out and complete my uh journal of um the Dragon Quest series might be hindered quite a bit because I got a copy of a game from Mac a game that hasn't even come out yet Operation oh, Abyss get...
4: I've heard interesting things about that um, our good friend Derek Hemiesberg on RPG Fan is playing it he hates it <laughs> Well, so there's some validation there. Are you enjoying it? But you like Demon Gaze, right? And it's made by the same people. Well,
1: that's the weird thing, right? Okay, so here's the thing. here's You guys who are listening to RPG Backtrack, you are getting so much of a preview. Those, those You and the people who are following my Twitter feed. So I play quite a number of dungeon crawlers. I can't actually say that. I've beaten one in some time, but I like to play through them. <laughs> and, I figured uh, you'd
4: actually beaten Demon Gaze, too, considering all the trophies you had. Can you play through
1: a game without beating it? Oh, well, sort of, yeah. You can just... Play through it halfway. And then stop. <laughs> yeah, and then stop. And that's sort of not playing through. Anyway, so <laughs> I've gotten about, I want to say about, according to Michael Labs, I'm halfway through Demon Gaze. Uh, but what's really funny is I've loaded up this. So I've, uh, I've loaded up Operation Abyss into my Vita. And Max sent it to me. He said, hey, here's a game can you do a preview impression before the game comes out? I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? I like Dungeon Crawlers. I got a Vita. Um, I kind of like Demon Gaze. I I understand it's got flaws, and uh, now i played halfway through it. I see those flaws, but, uh, you know, it just appeals to me. What's really interesting about Operation Abyss is it doesn't remind me of Demon Gaze, even though it's from the same makers of Demon Gaze. It actually um, really makes me feel like I'm playing a Class of Heroes game. I, I swear I went to look when went to look on Wikipedia cuz I'm um, like are the people who made Class of Heroes the same people who make this game because yeah. a lot of the mechanics the the classes the uh the team unity score whatever the hell the union score whatever it's called a lot of the mechanics that are in Class of Heroes and Class of Heroes 2 is in <laughs> this game a lot more mechanics are in this game than what I found in Demon you know the the change that Demon Gaze brings to the formula aside from the artwork and the fact that you get to pick these really animeish characters um boy I, this feels a lot more the ven, what's it called uh Scott the Venetian casting system uh Venetian fancy I never pronounced it right the first time yeah, this 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 game uses the Vancean casting system, which is found in Class of Heroes because Class of Heroes is the
4: wizardry, right? Is it's wizardry similar.
1: right? Which of course was just a you know a progression of dun- a computer version of Dungeon Dragons um, using that that spell casting system that absolutely makes no sense and is absolutely not fun. Well, um, it, it makes sense and is fun in the novels of Jack Vance and nowhere else. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: yeah. But, okay, I guess my question to you, Phil, is is it enjoyable from the little you've played?
1: Uh, I've just barely started. I've actually been spending... I was on the treadmill today, and it, it, because it's a preview copy, it doesn't come with an instruction manual, but there is... Okay, a, so you had to noodle. So, what's that? You had to noodle with it. Noodle? No, I was reading the... Help, there's help files inside the game. Oh, I, okay. I spent 40 minutes on the treadmill reading all of the... <laughs>
4: So no, you didn't even get started.
1: I didn't even get started. Oh. because Oh, I... that hurts. Okay. That hurts yes, you did. Soul. You got to, You got to read all the help files.
2: Okay. That's, it's like how reading the codex counts as playing Final Fantasy
4: Thirteen. <laughs> totally, right? Totes. Man, Mike, I can't wait till you get to play Final Fantasy Thirteen. Uh, oh, yeah. So,
0: it's on PC. I'll be so lucky. Yay. So
4: right.
1: I asked Mac. <laughs> I, I asked Mac. I said, Mac, I've loaded up the game and... Yeah, I've immediately have identified this as A class of heroes wizardry You know spin off type of Deal which those have really Deep classes with. so before I start diving Into this and I gotta build a party Is there any FAQs I'm googling Of course no one's made no. An, an English FAQ yet I said do you have you know a manual or Anything else you could you could help me out with here Because it's starting to feel like dark Already from the beginning it's starting to feel like dark spire You remember that <laughs> oh, Mike uh. Mickey don't you
4: Oh, God. Spire. Why did you
0: bring that into this conversation, Phil? Because. We're having a good time tonight. Wait, 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 wait. I have
1: a good excuse, Mike. You remember in, in Dark Spire, there were hidden classes with hidden prerequisites that were nowhere in the instruction manual. And
4: you just guess, had to play the you're game, reminding
0: and, me of Darkspire. Why thank are you doing this?
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're hurting him. please stop. Yeah. So I'm like playing this game, and
1: and the uh, and and in the game it says make sure you have a scholar in your group or you will die. It says that in hint files in so many words. And 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 the email back, uh, Max says, uh, I can't find any hints, but make sure you have a. I did find this one post that mentions make sure you have a scholar. And I'm like, I can't find the scholar class. I don't know. where. Is it a class I unlock? I have no idea. Aww. I'm like, it's Dark Spire all over again. I can't stop, Mike. I can't do this
4: again. Maybe, I can't do it, it. it. If you're having problems, I would definitely recommend, since you have Twitter, um, tweeting Embryon X. His name is Derek Hemingsburg. He's also playing. He's playing it for RPG Fan. Feel free to compare notes. Derek's a sweetheart. He will gladly probably answer any questions you have because he's probably a little bit further than you are. Oh.
1: Well, so, I I did ask. Com- Don't after, be afraid. Before I sent the email of panic to Mac Mac, um, I I got a, a full cup of whiskey here, and uh, that, that
4: that works. Yeah, that helps. Start.
1: And after I calmed down, I went back into the character creation thing. I I, I found the whole sc- it looked like a wizard, and that's I, I found it. I found it. It's a weird system when you make a character. Instead of picking a class, you pick like a. Um, a spirit like Joan Day are. it almost seems like Samurai Warriors it's got all these famous warriors and uh, and that spirit basically defines your class now what, what makes me a little bit concerned is that once you pick a spirit slash class slash job whatever you want to call it just like in Final Fantasy Tactics at any point you can go back to your base and you can change your class to a different one so of course Having played Final Fantasy Tactics and Final Fantasy V, my bunny brain goes, wait a minute, do I need to get certain levels and certain classes to unlock the really cool classes that actually are powerful? that's that's immediately where my brain goes so when i thought scholar and i couldn't find it immediately i thought oh it must be one of those classes you have to unlock but which classes do i grind up in order to unlock the super secret class no i figured it out that sounds
4: makes me sad for you it
1: it is and what okay here's another little preview tip so this game is set in tokyo in the modern day it's not it's not you know back in medieval times or anything like that um I'll, I'll I'll mention more on the, the impression or whatnot, but, but the whole point is this. It's in the modern day times, so in order to make it feel more modern-y, they feel the need to rename everything. Like, instead of calling it items, they're called like Oh gosh, memory chips or something. chips. They're called chips. Instead of calling them classes, they're called spirits. Instead of calling them elements, they're called something else. Everything in this still everything in this game that you're used to with standard RPG mechanics is called something entirely different to try to make it feel more modern. But instead or of calling obnoxious
4: it- by the but- sounds of it. Right, right.
1: Instead of calling it diseases, you get a glitch. Your character gets a glitch. Instead, oh, being cursed, a cursed weapon. Instead of being cursed, you got a glitch. I mean, so I'm, as I'm reading through the hell files, and they keep bringing up these terms, I have to keep going back and referencing what the hell the term means. But to make it even more confusing, they don't use the terms consistently. Occasionally, they'll throw in the old school term instead of using their, you know, their modern day term. term. Yeah, You'll no. need
2: More hemp before you're through.
1: Yeah, I'm you're- sorry, Phil. <laughs> the only other thing I can tell you from playing uh, playing around with it and farting around with it for a couple hours and going through the character creation thing. What is really interesting is it has two character creation modes. When you first move the game, you can pick classic or you can pick basic. Basic, and I'm like, what's the difference? The, the introduction screen where you're picking between the two doesn't give you a lot of information. It says pick classic if you like to pick different parts. Parts? What the hell are you talking about? Parts? Is it a robot? What do you mean pick different parts? His his gear? I I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. So I loaded up a classic game first. No, a basic game. I'm sorry. A basic game first. And in the character creation screen, um, the stats remind me of Wizardry. You got the weird casting system by spell level and everything else. Stat points, the whole nine yards. When I went back and started a new game using the quote-unquote classic system, um, oh, let me backtrack a little bit. I'm sorry. When you're in the basic system and you're picking your character in your class, in Demon Gaze, you pick from like one of 15, uh, when you're picking yeah. the look of your character, you pick from one of 15 designs. And they're very anime influenced and they're very beautifully rendered. Um, and, uh, they look like they're ripped right from a mango or from a Japanese cartoon or whatever. In the, and that's in the basic mode. But when you start this game in the classic mode, um, you get to pick what their hair looks like, what their eyes look like. You get to pick all of this crap. It's almost like dress me up, Barbie. The, uh, hey, the dress big...
2: up is great. I love that.
1: Right, but the problem is, is or the difference is that the characters look are just looking at you straightforward. They're not in some sort of anime action scene. They're just basically standing straight up. And down, it loses a lot of style. I don't know how else to put it. I'm gonna upload some screenshots to my Twitter feed if you're interested. I'm Follow curious. to see yeah.
4: How scary this looks.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna do some. I'm gonna do some. I'm gonna upload some Twitter images of basic mode characters and classic mode, and how that it, the interface looks a little different too, uh, which is very interesting.
4: Well, I'd be I mean, curious to see your screenshots just to see what you're saying. Like putting, you know. Your words it, to the actual screenshot yeah. because it sounds kind of weird
1: yeah it's hard to put it to words you're right um i remember playing like dungeon dragons the gold box games back on the uh pc back in the day and even though those were like way back in the 1980s you would make a character you would make a party of six but every time you make a character you would choose what his head his clothing uh his legs look like you pick the colors and stuff i mean each character only had a total of like 64 pixels but you would you would choose what color almost each section of pixels was so you can make mm-hmm. your you could even if you want to you can make a wizard look like a warrior with a shield and everything else because it was completely aesthetic but but there were so many ways it would let you uh customize that character and how your little you know 8-bit sprite looked that's what uh their custom mode reminds me of the fact that you can customize so many little different aspects of how your sprite looks at the end of the day has no value in the game but uh, it does look basic, so yeah, I'll upload screenshots. Okay. Operation Abyss. where where is the demand for all these dungeon crawlers coming from? I
4: don't know. Like we've been talking about this, we're kind of like, I don't get it. I don't get it, and I don't get it. But we should we should move on. Okay. <laughs> Just because uh, uh, bedtime and our guest. Yeah. So. all right, Phil. Let me be remind. Mean, I'm actually curious.
1: Let me remind all of our listeners that RPG Check is a production of rpgamer.com. Your source for news reviews and home to the best gaming community on the net. You can write us your comments, JC Servant, at CyberLightcomics.com. Don't ask me why. Um, but that's where I'm at. Uh you can Twitter me at JC Servant. You can Facebook me at J g- at slash JC Servant. You can also follow RPGamer at 4 slash dot r is it dot r just forward slash rp gamer. <sighs>
2: We have a comment on this web zone
1: Yeah, yeah, I should have um, Yeah, exactly what you said So, um, Scott, don't you have a podcast? I do, I guess What's your podcast?
2: Uh, Well, okay, there's uh, Obviously, if you're on RP Gamer You should be subscribed to the active Topical Banter Show Active. Wherein we yell about Trends within the game industry And the game culture And then I make fun of our commenters it's an important thing
1: <laughs> I'm catching up and you do make fun of the commenters
2: I do They're bad at it <laughs> Your comments are bad You should feel bad
4: Be nice to commenters
2: <laughs> I'm not going to be nice to Flamethrower I'm not going to be nice to Raya we else... they, don't,
4: they don't listen to the show So you're safe <laughs> This
1: is true We also have the RPG cast And the Q&A quest Or whatever the hell it's called What's it called Mike? A quest. QA, Q&A, Q&A, Q&A quest. quest. Okay. That's all at rpgamer.com except I still can't find Q and A quest, but whatever. It's on iTunes. Go figure it out. Um, well, <laughs> well, don't don't figure it out on iTunes. Why would you do that? That's how I listen to my pot that's how I listen to your podcast, Scott. You're doing it wrong. Okay, it's on my iPad. It's convenient. I just hit the update button and it just downloads them automatically, okay? You know what? There are real podcasting
2: apps that do real things and make sense and are user friendly. Don't judge me. I am judging you, Philip. Don't judge me. Philip, Charlene, Willis, I judge you.
1: Oh my hey. goodness gracious Listen to Ray. that I never,
0: I never knew your middle name before Phil I wonder why <laughs> I didn't even know
1: it Shoot I've learned something new every day on this
2: you podcast You know what it is
4: You just used my middle name I hate you No one's supposed to know that You
2: didn't You just admitted that it was your middle name
4: I hate you just
2: giving Phil a girl's middle name There's a divorce Because it sounds Hold on let me write this
4: down Alright So yeah This is episode
1: episode 142, the divorce episode, and uh, so thank you so much for listening, and hopefully you don't get divorced from listening to this. Anyways, leave us comments uh, and help shape our future shows. Thank you so much, Sam, Scott, and Mysterious Guest. Hey, uh, Mike, do you want to put us to bed?
0: The solution to being accosted by strangers on the street, as you should know by now, is to repeatedly beat them in the face with heavy objects that come to hand until they stay down.
4: Like
2: bicycles. (laughs) Bicycle is the greatest weapon created by man.
0: Or advertising displays or traffic cones,
2: whatever's there.
1: I am stopping this insanity now. (laughs) Always
2: bicycles.